Hey, what's up, dude? Hold your tongue, swine. I will tear you limb from limb. That seems reasonable. Jay, what's up with Mike? I'm sorry, human. There is no Michael here. I am the knight, the fire that sears flesh from bone. I am Abaddon. What are you talking about? Oh, I get it. The whole thing with me being possessed a couple weeks ago. Now you're pretending to be a demon. That's cute, but cut it out, dude. James! James! Help me! He's tearing my soul apart! Uh, Mike? What the hell? Is this for real? Yes! Please help me! Help! There is no use. He's mine now. Not my friend, you son of a bitch! Leave this vessel! Jay, help! I need your strength! Save your servant who trusted you, my god! He's mine, holy boy! What the hell is going on? I was gone for five minutes! Please, James, help me! Take me, demon! I'm the one you want! I command you! Leave this vessel and take me! The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! James, no! Don't do this! Oh, I can feel him in my veins! He's burning my soul! If I go, you go, you demon bastard! Oh, oh my god! Ah. Oh. <laughs> I told you I could get him to jump out the window. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. That voice mod worked even better than I thought it would. Yeah, you can pay me whenever. Ah, uh, damn it. What? Uh, Jim owed me 20 bucks. Oh! You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, episode 12. I am your co-host, Michael. I am your other co-host, Jim. <laughs> and I'm that other guy, Justin. <laughs> hey, Jay. Hey. Hi. Uh, yeah, what's Bravo. up, boys? Oh, yeah. Hey. Bravo. Give it up for the sound architect. The man. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We, yeah, I don't either. We... I was, uh, Mike was just genuinely, well, yeah. no, you weren't. Oh. No, you weren't possessed. No. I just thought you were. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm dead. I shouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boys? How was your Halloween? Uh, it was awesome. Yeah? Well, you I know, should, you I should know, know, I know <laughs> how yours was because I was with you. How was your Halloween, Jay? It was all right. I had a uh, fantastic <clears throat> session with Mr. Andrew Panessa oh. doing some uh, recording for one of their Christmas services at Venture Church. Andy P, right on. Yeah. So that was a fun time. Cool. Worked on that pretty much until... Uh, trick-or-treating was done and i walked out and there was no trick-or-treaters anywhere because it was over you know what so here i got a i got, I got an air of grievance real quick i take oh, already i took we're, we're, we're less than a minute and we're already airing. i took my kids out <laughs> trick-or-treating and uh and then i came back and your dumb face was already at my house <laughs> setting up our jack-o-lanterns and uh and and you know i got my kids all set for bed and everything i did the customary rifling through their candy at the end of the night one single Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, what? Out of, out of two bags of candy. Cancel Halloween. What? Done. Are you kidding me? That's, I mean, come on. Everybody knows that Reese's peanut butter cups are like the holy grail oh, the of, of Halloween candy. Yeah. I, I'm, maybe it's because of like all the, like the peanut allergy stuff or. 
Should they make uh, it a people law don't, that people everybody don't, has people to don't pass, pass out Reese's peanut butter cups? Only Reese's peanut amazing. butter cups. And I'm like, so I found one. Or we just, and or I we ate just it. introduce, we just introduce Halloween two, Return of the Reese's. Yeah. <laughs> the, the night after Halloween, that's what it is. Everyone just hands out Reese's cups. You know, now, now are you a Reese's like person or a Reese's person? Uh, Reese's. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's Reese's. There's Reese's and there's Reese. People say Reese too. Uh, people who say Reese are stupid. I'm just I can, saying ex- I can accept say Reese's, like Reese's pieces. But <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, no. Uh, um, have you yeah, ever noticed? Guy, have you ever noticed that the seasonal Reese's peanut butter cups taste way better? Like um, the the ones that are shaped like jack o' lanterns no, or like Christmas. Worse. No, what? what the worst? No. The the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is completely off. There's too much peanut butter. No, yes. wrong. There's no. no such thing as too much peanut butter. There is because the a, a Reese's cup tastes the way that it tastes because of the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. Nah. The peanut butter is great. I'm not saying the peanut butter is nah. bad, but that classic taste is that that combination, that that proper ratio that is in a perfectly packaged Reese's single cup. We'll just agree Done. to agree that you're wrong. We will, <laughs> we will agree to disagree that I am correct. So anyway, that's uh, that's my grievance yes. that I'm wearing. Bring back the Reese's peanut butter cup. And, and more pennies. More Everybody loves pennies. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and toothpaste. <laughs> Where's the guy? Pa- what was the worst candy you guys got when you were a kid, though? You know, I'm not a big fan of those things that are wrapped in the the black and orange wax paper. The taffy? Yeah. Yeah. They ta- I like which taffy, is funny but that I taffy's think, terrible. I think they're actually supposed to be peanut butter flavored. Those, but they don't taste like those peanut butter. The they taste that, like the inside of a butthole. Those are the ones <laughs> that, that I just... That's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> those are the ones that I just assume don't have the razor why, blades no. in them. So. They what? I just assume those are the ones that have the razor blades in them, so I don't eat them. No, those are too small for a razor blade. Did you hear that there was actually um, there was actually reports this year of... Uh, there's two separate incidences, and I forget where it was at. I didn't write it down. But uh, there were kids that found thumbtacks in some of their candy what? and needles in some yeah. of their candy. Or nail. I mean, I'm sorry, it was a big nail that was sticking out of a, uh, the side of a Snickers. Seriously. Yep, yep. Who does this? There was a sewing needle in a candy idiots. in Metro Detroit. A sewing needle? Idiots. Who does this to children? It, it used to be an urban legend until it became an urban legend and then people want to make it true. Find those people and... Put and sewing needles in their put candy. Put sewing needles in their candy. Yeah. And then wait until they eat it. I say we just kill them with fire. Jerks or kill them with fire. That sucks, man. Like I, it, it really like yeah, because like you said, it used to be just. I think it was just an old wives' tale, like so that way our yeah. parents could go through our stuff at the end of the night and eat all mm-hmm. the good stuff. Pretty much. Well, it's true though. I know I'd my wake up the next morning knowing, damn certain that I had twelve Reese's peanut butter cups in my bag, and then I woke up and there was only nine. And, What's and, up, and Dad? And also a safety thing because I mean, even as a kid, you know, you didn't hear about people actually finding needles in their right. in their in their food. No, but, you did. Right. But still, you got this candy that's just twisted on and wrapped. That anyone could do whatever to. There's crazy people out there. Yeah. You know, always make sure your bags of chips had the uh, air in there still. Right. It's it just like I I always like I'm like what if people I don't even want to say this because it'll give people ideas. What if people like stuck a syringe and like injected some poison or something? Right. That could happen. But let's move on because it's bumming me out. That's a taste enhancer. So anyway, today (laughs) today we're drinking. uh, Well, today our our topic our tofu is our first one. It's our first retrospective of an entire franchise. The Exorcist franchise, the in best fact. franchise ever made. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> is, no. that, is, it, is that the truth? Find out <laughs> <laughs> right now. Find out right now. So uh, today from Flying Dog Brewery, which actually is this? Oh, crap. Where's way, this from? Way to Flying Dog, uh, Utica, New York. Oh, 
It's a New York beer. I didn't know that. It is a New York beer, and now you know. Um, uh, from Flying Dog Brewery in Utica, New York, we're drinking Raging Bitch. Oh. And if that's not... Language, James. If that's not self-explanatory for... The Exorcist. Yeah, then, I'm, I mean... it Well, actually, it, I guess it might confuse some people because it took me a little while to convince Mike. <laughs> I was like, let's drink Raging Bitch. I was held up. I was held up on wanting to get an exorcism-themed beer, which we had one in line, but we couldn't find it. Which, uh... uh Steve. Yeah, once again, <sighs> Clown Shoes Steve was came, trying to come through for us. He, he did found come us, through, which is unfortunately... Did, yeah. You know, he found so us a late. he found us a, a bottle or two of uh, the breakfast exorcism. breakfast exorcism, and he was going to send it to us, but he found it yesterday, yep. so he didn't have time to send it. So he's still going to send it out. We're going to use it for another episode, but uh, so and we thought we thought about doing our own like beer cocktail where we were going to mix raging bitch with devil's juice from uh, bee nectar, but not only is that wine and that would be terrible. Yeah, you know that whole mixing. We're not. We're when not, they say we're mix, not beyond the veil, we're not looking to puke when we drink. When we drink our stuff. <laughs> when they say mix the grape with the like, don't mix the grape with the grain. They're talking about drinking beer, uh, like having a beer and then having wine. That'll make you terribly sick. I'm yeah. pretty sure mix like f- actually mixing beer with wine and then drinking that would be it. A terrible idea. That would probably be a terrible idea. So we were gonna we were gonna mix those two things and call it the head spinner or something like something that, something like, like make that, up, yeah. our, but we just decided to stick with the raging bitch, and uh, I've never actually had it before. Have you? I have. Have you? Is I it have. good? Yeah, it's uh, from, it's been a while since I've had though. If I remember correctly, it's uh, it's pretty strong. It's a pre- it's a pretty strong. All night you've been handing me a beer. I give it to Jay. You hand Jay a beer. He gives it to me. <laughs> well, it is a it is a India Pale Ale IPA, Belgian style. Eight point three, yeah, eight point three percent alcohol by volume, and um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to try this because, like I said, I've I've always seen it around, and I actually think I've seen like you watch. <laughs> I think I've seen you drinking it before, and I've never actually tried it. So uh, it's it's good. Like I said, I remember being pretty pretty strong though. Oh, look at you being all fancy with your lighter trick. Yeah, it's not. Why right do you have a lighter? You don't the, smoke. I have a cigar earlier. Oh, you had a cigar. Oh, hey, thank you. Well, go ahead and uh, go ahead and pop me. Pop me open. <laughs> <laughs> Pop me open, Papa. <laughs> um, <laughs> any day now. Shut the up. problem is you're not great at this trick. I'm yet. not. I'm not great. At, I just. <sighs> Where's John Tran? Yeah, well, well time ran out on that segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike's still opening the beer. Hey, hey, there it is, hey, here we go. All right. Um, <laughs> the bottle was a raging bitch. <laughs> so here we go. Raging bitch from Flying Dog, Belgian style IPA. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That is really good. Wow. Um, are you okay? He's puking already. What are you doing? <laughs> Just, Justin exploded next to me. He made me choke on it. <laughs> Come on. This isn't the first time you heard that before. No. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm back. You can't. You he's can't. Been, Justin he's started. Been, I didn't expect him to start yelling next to me, and like I laughed as I was drinking. I inhaled most of my drink. Did, okay, did, that sounds better. Did you better. just say though? <laughs> Justin just exploded next to me, and, I, and he made me choke on it. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Like, we're, gonna, we're gonna move on from that. Um, uh, that being said, this is delicious. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, Not as strong as I oh, remember it to be. Actually, I'm to be sorry. I forgot to read the, because uh, there is a thing. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm going to read it real quick. <laughs> uh, 
Raging bitch. Cut the leash. Since they don't serve flying dog in prison, please drink responsibly. <laughs> uh, two inflammatory words. One wild drink. Nectar imprisoned in a bottle. Let it out. It is cruel to keep a wild animal locked up. Uncap it. Release it. Stand back. Wallow in its golden glow in a glass beneath a white foaming head. Remember, enjoying a raging bitch, unleashed, untamed, unbridled, and in the heat is pure gonzo. Uh, not in the heat, in heat. Sorry. Based on that description, actually, the first thing that I said actually applies with Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I read on their website earlier. This was actually a. I think this was a a, a guy who they did like a contest mm-hmm. for this little description, and the guy won money. Oh, really? For oh, coming cool. up with this description, so that's pretty cool. I think that's what it is. It just it said it said. Uh, Said a thousand dollar winner or whatever, something like that. So anyway, yeah, that's delicious, and I'm gonna drink some more of it. Yeah, beer and yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, all right. So while we are while we are suckling on a raging bitch, um, we had some we had some, <laughs> we had some corrections from last week. Do we? Uh, first one that I gotta say on a personal note. Um, to anybody that was listening to the podcast last week, if uh, if I started getting, uh, I was I was just drunk enough when we started for my voice to raise about a decibel up and to start yelling everything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I apologize for that. You got you got really excited when you were talking about tales of Halloween. I know, I know, I it really was, did. I can I can. It always, was so fucking awesome. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say, I can always tell when you're getting drunk because yep. you're you're fucking. It seemed it wasn't, to take on a whole. I different wasn't like character. hammered or anything. It was like I had like it was like I had that that like half of a beer over the edge to make me raise a little bit. Or pe- perhaps half of a half of a shot of thirty year old Jack Daniels over it. the that, line. That definitely could have been it. So uh, I apologize for that. Um, so hit us with a real correction. A real correction. Uh, speaking of tales of Halloween, we had mentioned uh, you had asked me uh, who produced it, and I said that I thought Neil Marshall produced it. Yeah. Meaning that his wife was the creative force behind it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was wrong. Neil Marshall is does not have a producing credit whatsoever. Uh, there's actually six different producing credits. Uh, a couple of them, I believe, are for the individual shorts. So I think you didn't say that Neil Marshall. I did produce. You said Axel Caroline. I said I thought she did too, but oh. I, no, she directed one. That I saw. I thought that Neil Marshall produced it. Oh, I see. Because I thought maybe they had partnered up on it, but I was wrong. Now she does have a producing credit as well, and uh-huh. I think she produced the bulk of the the getting everything together. The picture. Um, but I think most of them just they obviously had their their own independent producers for the shorts, and 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 that's that. There's no one big producer for the whole project. Uh-huh. Um, another correction: we were talking about how Brandon Lee died. And uh, we had said something about uh, shooting a wad, like I don't <laughs> the wad pew, of the bullet. Yeah, I'm on fire tonight. Um, shooting like the the blank, and there was something in the gun or whatever. Well, the actual story, just so that we're clear on this, is uh, they were using uh, dummy rounds with that gun earlier in the shoot, which mm. is essentially homemade shells, yeah, uh, to use. And something from one of those uh, dummy rounds was. Uh, caught in the barrel of the gun yeah and they didn't realize it so when they put the blank in the blank still has the gunpowder and when they shot the gun it whatever was lodged in the, whatever that. was lodged into the in, in the barrel basically got shot out like a bullet and that's that's what shot him that's what killed him allegedly allegedly yeah it was the triads it was we the all know it we all know it <laughs> um, um well I've, I've only got one correction okay. i wasn't paying too much attention so there might be more but and actually i didn't even catch this one uh we're we're 
our our buddy uh, Carney actually called me about this one, texted me about this one. We were talking about trick or treat. Yes. And you were talking about the old man neighbor oh, who yes. looks through the fence and says, "What are you doing, burying a body?" And then you you kept saying the word the the name Rip, 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 I, and yeah, I was like, I yeah. and then you said the guy from Super Troopers, but because you had already said Rip, I was like, Rip oh, Torn. Rip Torn. Well, Rip Torn and. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. It was actually Brian Cox in Super Troopers and also yes, in Trick yes. or Treat. I, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. They are kind of easy to confuse. Yeah, with they, each other, they, they kind not? of look and sound alike. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. I, that's why I, and I've always gotten the two of them confused. That's not the first time that I've, I've mistake, mistook one for the other. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, apologies. So, thanks to Carney for clearing that one up Thanks, for us. Thanks, sir. Uh, last one that I got is uh, we just couldn't think of the actor who played Gomez in the original Adams Family. Right. His name was John Aston. John Aston. That is the guy that was in Silence of the Hams. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, and that's so all I got for corrections. That's all you got for corrections. Mm-hmm. Well, that means it's time for the news. Jay, hit us with that funky stuff. The Buzzkill Podcast News Station. Listening from Ocean Recording Studio. Oh, I love that. I really like it. Hey, Dios mío. In the news, Bruce uh, Campbell, uh, pretty much, I mean, Mike told me earlier that he's been pretty much killing this rumor for a very long time. I think some of us had held out hope, including you. For the... Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Yeah, uh, this is this is a story that I've been following for a long time, ever since it was rumored. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's been quashing, quashing, squash, squashing, squashing this for for a long time. Um, maybe this <laughs> was maybe this was the final nail in the coffin for it. Um, yeah, it'd be great to see. It, it, it'll, after, it'll never happen after now. the Cubs, uh, <laughs> which by the way, congratulations Congrats to the Cubs for ending a freaking historic. <laughs> a dry spell there. That gives, the... gives hope for us Lions fans. <laughs> the, Cubs, <laughs> the Cubs became a bear. <laughs> they grew into bears. Um, uh, there, uh, somebody tweeted and said uh, the Cubs just won the World Series. This this means anything could happen, which includes Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Oh, that's how this got brought up. And then oh, okay. and then Bruce says. Uh, uh, well, he's, I, th- I think he said. I, I actually, I actually closed the page. Oh, good job. I think he said something like. So he he said it to this guy. He said, "Yes, anything except that." Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's there's such a rights issues with it. They they just couldn't. The fact that you got Freddie and oh, Jason yeah. in a movie such to begin with is is ridiculous. They they had been working on a Freddy vs. Jason movie for years, year, years, if not ten plus years before it actually happened. Well, um, because when did when did Freddy vs. Jason actually come out? Because they set it um, no, up with sure. they set it up with Jason goes to hell. They did. I think at the time though it was more of a pipe dream than anything else. I mean, I'm, I mean they've talked about this, but they had to know that they planned on doing it, at, or, or at least well, yeah, hoped there to was do a, it at there some was a point plan, because of but, Jay, uh, Freddy reaching up and grabbing the mask. Yeah, there was there was a plan for it, sure, but I, the, nothing had been worked out at that point in time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like there was still a lot of legwork to do, and and it took a long time for them to do it. Um, there is, however, uh, there is a treatment for Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I have it. Uh, you sent it to yeah, me, and it's, I read it's, it. And uh, it's three awesome. or it's like three or four pages long. It's the actual yeah, like like studio oh, treatment that, of what it? that movie was supposed to be. And it takes place in the winter. It dude, it sounds 
awesome. Which uh, for anybody who's interested, which, I will put this up on the Tumblr, which hopefully yes. I'll actually be on time this week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we said last week if it wasn't up the day of, it was give, Halloween. Give, me give us a break. We were celebrating. Um, I'll I will post either a link to it or I'll get it up there somehow. Maybe a download. I'm not sure how I'll do it, but yeah, do that. Um, it's it's a really good read and and it's cool. That being oh, said, and, though, and like I said, it takes place during the winter. Yes. How many times have we said? You and I have had oh, this yeah. conversation Jason so many times. Jason We're in not, the winter, like like the the visual of just like you know hacking away with a machete and like blood spray all over the white snow and stuff. It's just beautiful. And that's not really an original <laughs> thought. That's a, a lot of people have, have talked about that because there was oh. originally supposed to, there was uh, I don't want to I don't want to speak lies, but I believe there was at one point in time a treatment for a Jason movie going around that was Jason in the winter. Oh, really? And that's, I think, where that whole thing spawned from. Um, I'll see if I can find it, though. Um, now, that being said, though, if you want to know what the Jason versus S versus Freddy uh, movie would be like, just check out the comics. Because the original comic run, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of them now, but the original comic run uh, of that particular series was essentially what that movie was going to be. So yeah. we did get it. Yeah. It's there. It's a, you can read it and just use your imagination. So I don't have an imagination, Mike. Well, <laughs> that's um. All right, hit me with some more news. Uh, do you like Suspiria? I do like Suspiria. <laughs> Who doesn't like Suspiria? Everybody. Likes uh, well, it. they're making a remake of it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it could be good. Who knows? the The director, uh, <clears throat> Luca. I'm going to just destroy his last name. Luca God Guad. Guadagnino. Yeah, what you said. Luca Guadagnino. Yeah, that's what you said. (laughs) I don't Uh, know. He claims to be a massive fan of the original. He understands people's uh, fears about them doing a remake. And and he's like, it's in good hands. I'm going to treat it with respect. Well, let's be honest. A lot of people say that before Mm. they handle remakes. So that really doesn't do anything to eat my mind. But Jessica Harper, who uh, played Susie in the original, the main character, she has signed on for a role in the remake. Nice. Um, So that's pretty cool. Do you know what role? I do not. They, they the article that yet? I had read did not say what role. Just that she is signed on to appear in the movie. So it <laughs> might not even be a big role. Um, the only thing that bums me out about this remake, though, is that Dario Argento does not give it his blessing. Oh really? He says to leave it alone. Don't you hate that? No. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. Not that he won't give it his blessing. I mean that that studios will just go ahead and, you know, yeah. perhaps shit all over uh, the legacy of. A, a really great film just because they want to make money mm-hmm. uh, it, like if he does I, I know that this is this is very sentimental of me but like if he doesn't give you his blessing don't do don't, it don't do it I agree <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense in the business world I understand that I completely agree uh, that being said I mean they've got some they got some names in it that could maybe do it justice uh, Chloe Grace Moretz who is She's, yeah, I like Grace. She's she's a great actress for uh, for such. I mean, not for such a young girl. There's plenty of great young she's actors, pretty, she's, but she's pretty kick ass. She, she's very kick ass. But um, <laughs> she was like 12 in that movie. Oh, and she's great. And she just straight up said the word cunt. That took me by surprise. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's uh, I'm. That's not much different from uh, Linda Blair from The no, Exorcist saying true, it. No, that's true. Um, Tilda Swinton is also mm-hmm. in it. She's a she's, she's an amazing actress. Incredible. Uh, a couple other who I a couple others who I am not too familiar with, so I'm not going to say their names because screw them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. I I hope that they can kind of capture that aesthetic that Dario, the, you know that. The lighting and the like, the striking colors and I don't think you know it'll be. I, mean? I don't think that it's going to be as organic though. If they if they try to just recreate it, then I I feel like it, it could it, it might come off as a bit a bit a little bit. 
I just mean like drive, I just but... mean try to like not copy it, but sort of capture a little yeah. a little a little bit of those elements. I, I wish they would just listen to him and just not do it though. I mean, part of me. Uh, famously, oh, no, famously, uh, there was a remake of Scanners in the work for in the works for a while. Really? And um, God, I forget who it was. There was a director that I liked that was attached to it. Um, I will correct this next week because I don't want to uh, miss it. But uh, he walked up to Cronenberg at a party and said, uh, introduced himself because he'd never met him. He goes, "Oh, hi, Mr. Mr. Cronenberg. You know, my name is such and such. Um, I'm in, I'm going to be doing the remake of Scanners, and I just wanted to to let you know that was." And I guess David Cronenberg looked at him and goes, "Don't fucking touch my movie." Really? <laughs> so it's something I, I'm paraphrasing. Don't use that as a quote. But yeah. So and, Cronenberg and he, didn't even know that they Cronenberg, were doing a remake? Well, he probably knew, but he never talked to the guy. <laughs> and he basically like, said, leave my movie alone. And yeah. it got squashed. Really? Yeah. He walked, See? The I guy mean, that was attached to it said, if I, if I don't have his blessing, I'm not doing it. He walked away from it, and that has not been touched. Well, because David Cronenberg was probably one of his heroes. Yeah, oh, and yeah, if one of your heroes tells absolutely. you, listen, leave it alone, you're going you're to listen to him. A lot of people would do it, though, because they're getting green for it. No, I, uh, like, big, big, big propers to that guy yeah. for, for actually, like, doing the, the smart thing walking away from it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, uh, what other news you got? <clears throat> uh, in other news, well, it, uh, it, on the topic of Suspiria, real quick, uh, it is getting a 4K restoration next year for its 40th anniversary. Oh, cool! So that's cool. I are they? Um, well, obviously the remake's not going to be done by then. Probably close, but not being done. I'm just wondering if it's going to be like a uh, Phantasm kind of thing. You know, Ravagers coming out with the 4K reg- restoration uh, right on the heels. Yeah, I, w- I kind of wonder. Um, I didn't in the article that I read. I don't think it I, it, it mentioned the um, the remake, but I don't think it mentioned if they were going to be lined up as far as mm-hmm. release dates go. If these do well, like if people go to see these these 4K restorations or they sell well, I wonder if you're going to start seeing a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these older movies that are, you know... I mean, it makes sense because, uh, like, if you release them at the same time, people people see the remake. Younger people will uh-huh. see the remake because, let's face it, uh, mo- a lot of people younger than us have never heard of Suspiria. Yes. So they see some of their favorite actors and actresses in a new movie called Suspiria, and then they get wind of... Oh, what's this other, you know, like mm-hmm. it's being released at the same time. What's this other thing? And then they maybe they'll watch the original and and as long learn as, to appreciate as long older as films this too. remake is as good as the prom night remake, we'll be in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so yeah, that was just a quick little thing. Um, Starship Starship Troopers. Starship. Sorry, this is sci-fi, not really horror. No, but wait. Starship Troopers reboot. Love that movie. I love that works. movie so much. Yeah, me too. The fact that it's getting a reboot, you know, I'm totally on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll. The thing is though, and, and again, that worries me is that remake. The director has come out and said that movie is to basically make fun of. It's tongue in cheek. The whole movie. They knew what they were making. They knew exactly how ridiculous it was. They knew exactly how it was coming across. The remake? No, the original. Oh yeah. They. He knew the director. Like everybody, like took that movie like a serious science fiction movie. I mean, not serious, but like you know, it took it seriously for what it was. Right. But like the whole thing was tongue in cheek, and he knew it from the get go. Yeah. Oh, and it's great. There's a story, uh, uh, a story behind it. But yeah. It, it, so what are you getting at? You're worried that they're not they're they're going to take it too think, seriously. I just don't think that they'll be able to recreate it uh, with the same effect simply because the original was well, done. It's it's being written. Here's here's where I think you have a little faith because it's being written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift who are the guys behind Freddy vs. Jason and Freddy vs. Jason 
that entire thing was tongue in cheek. Yeah, it was pretty faithful too, I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I'll, it, I'll yeah, it was faithful to the source material as well as just being like just really good fun, you know. Mm-hmm. So they might do it justice. I'm excited I, to see what comes of it. Starship Troopers was one of my favorite movies when I was younger too, because it came out in late was it late nineties. Early two thousands, so it was, it was like ninety seven. It was like maybe? late nineties, early two no thousands, whatever. Um, but it was memorable. It was my favorite movie in the world because it had such a good shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> was it with Denise Richards? Yeah, no, I don't no, remember. Denise, no, no, it wasn't Denise Richards. It was. Oh, wait. it was Denise. Yes, Richards. it was. Yeah. She was in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If she, I don't know if she was in the scene though. Um, but as a as a young nubile Mike though, ooh, oh young man, nubile that, that that shower scene. Oh, I was, I was right. Ninety seven. I was like, yeah. You know what's weird is I like have a I have like a clock for these things. I had no idea when that was released. I just shot it out there and it was right. Stroke your I'm a genius. <laughs> if they ever come up with a, Je- <laughs> if there's ever like a Jeopardy style game where they only ask you when a movie was made. <laughs> I might do pretty well. The category well. is Starship Troopers. I'm, I'm <laughs> I petri- want to watch that I'm show. petrified because right now I'm waiting for one of you guys to ask me when a movie came out, and I'm just going to totally botch it. When did Quick Monkey Shines come out? 1988. <laughs> what was that voice? <laughs> 1988. <laughs> when was it? I don't know. When, well, you can't ask me a movie that you don't actually All right, know. All James, Flashdance. Flashdance, uh, 1983. <laughs> when did it come out? 1983. Did it really? I have no idea. You guys know I gotta look up two movies. Um, okay, is that all we got for news while you're looking this up? Is that uh, oh, Monkey oh. Shines, 1988. No. <laughs> yes, it was. Hold on, hold on. Flash dance. I gotta look it up now. Oh my gosh. He's on a roll. Uh, did, did, Where I is spelled it? it wrong. No. Oh, Flash dance was in 1983. <laughs> yes. I'm the master. You know what you win? What? Another beer. Oh, I like another beer. All right. Uh, no, uh, okay, hold on. Um, for for news, I only have one more thing, and it's quite exciting. Ooh. Uh, the cast of Predator mm. just added Olivia Munn. Oh. <laughs> no, I actually like I like Olivia Munn. I do um, too. I, I think she, she's great. I do you remember when she was on Attack of the Show? Oh, yeah, that's where I that's where I first became aware of her. I love I love a I love a funny lady, and she is a funny lady. She is she's <laughs> not yeah. to mention just just real nice, real looking. funny, <laughs> just real funny. <laughs> She looks good, Mike. She does. She looks. She looks fine. Wasn't she just in? Fine. <laughs> wasn't she just in? Uh, what Marvel movie was she just in? Uh, X Men. She was Psylocke in uh, X Men Apocalypse, which I, just came out. I got. I didn't up. see it. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Was I, it? I like. I got. I like all the X Men movies. A lot of people are are naysayers on them. I have a lot of catching I, I up like to them. do on all of my Marvel mm-hmm. movies. I, I own them all. So. All right. Well, I'll start borrowing them. Uh, that's all I have for the news. Is that all you have? That's all I got. Take us out, Jay. Jay! You were listening to the news on the Buzzkill podcast. Beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. So this week's this week's show is it's our, it's our retrospective on uh, The Exorcist, which means we watched a shit ton of Exorcist movies this we week. We really did. And we had little time for other things. Um, so I don't know. Do you have anything else that you watched besides <clears throat> Exorcist movies? Um, I think, but I can't remember, and I didn't write it down. And when I went to look at my notes today to put them on my flash drive to bring them to this show. Yes. Gone. 
<laughs> so I don't know. The notes, the flash drive, what? The notes no. were gone. Oh no, I have my flash drive. Maybe the notes should, were just gone. Maybe you should learn how to use technology. That's why I was an hour late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, speaking did of you? This is a bit of a late show tonight. Yeah, it's well, now it's quarter to twelve. Is it really in the morning right now? <laughs> it's quarter. Oh jeez. Yep. Uh, um. Jay, apologies in advance. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What else did you watch? Um, okay, so uh, while I was locked into your house on Halloween Eve, oh yeah, on uh, Devil's Night, mm-hmm. uh, I watched a couple things. Uh, I watched the the remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, um, I, I watched like the first twenty minutes of that. With yeah, you. Uh, it's called "Let's Do the Time Warp Again." I believe was the subheading. Yeah. Um, you know, I I have a weird uh, I have a weird history with Rocky Horror. Uh, for, I first saw it in a live theater. Uh, it was put on uh, by I believe Grand Valley State. I was over in in Grand Rapids really? with my buddy Mike, and he he introduced me to it. Well, and if you're I mean um, if you're gonna see it for a first time, that's live. the way to Absolutely. see it, right? Yeah, and <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Uh, I, somehow I had avoided knowing just what it entailed. And yeah. he goes, "Dude, you're gonna love it. We got to go see it." I was vis- he was going to school up there. Mm-hmm. I was visiting him. And um, we went to go see it, and I didn't know what in the hell was going on around me, but I loved it. I was like, oh, they're throwing rice, and they all have super soakers, and everyone's dressed I was gonna, up. Like, I was going to say, on a, what is going on? Like, I was so flabbergasted. I was going to ask, thing. like, did everybody. Oh, yeah. Because you never. Oh, it's like, it's, so pretty much anywhere you go, if you're putting on that show, it's people know the cues and stuff like that where they, where they do. The, oh, yeah. The crowd oh, yeah. participation. Yeah. That's why you parts. go for the crowd participation. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I saw that the first time, and and it left such a s- strong and striking, you know, memory. I've never, me. I've never seen watched, it live. I watched the movie, and I'm like, oh, the movie as great as Tim Curry is, and as mm. great as the cast is, it just didn't live up for me. Doesn't like it wasn't, it, it didn't, it didn't show. hold it because I had that that really vivid, uh, you know, uh, memory of seeing it live. <laughs> it kind of ruined um, the movie for you. <laughs> so when I watched the movie the first time, I said, ah, oh, the movie's crap. I'm not watching it again. So maybe two weeks ago. I watched the movie again on glorious, glorious VHS. Yeah, the movie with Tim Curry. With Tim Curry. There's yeah. only one. There's only the one movie. Well, it's the main movie. Well, I mean, there's... I, I'm sorry. Interpretations. I thought, the, I thought you meant the uh, the new one. Well, no. I watched you the watched original the with original Tim Curry, though, a couple Curry. weeks ago okay. on, on glorious <clears throat> VHS. Wrong way to watch it, because that movie needs a better quality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being the only version of it that I had, though. Um and I watched it again though, and and I I got past what I had, what I didn't like about it, mm-hmm. and I realized the movie's really fucking good. Yeah. It really is. Like it, it's it's great. I just I couldn't appreciate it at the time because it was so fresh in my mind with with the live show. Yeah. Fast forward to Halloween Eve, Devil's Night. Mm-hmm. I watched Let's Do a Time Warp again, and uh, had this movie been made on its own, mm-hmm. it would have been fantastic. The, but it's it's one of those things where you can't help but compare it to the original because yeah. it's not like it's a reimagining because it can't be. You have to follow the exact same script, right. the same scenes. Everything. It's a verbatim remake. Yeah. Uh, because it has to be because everybody knows right. the lines. So much, in fact, that the, the, the remake movie shows the crowd participating. Well, everybody knows the lines except for the target audience of this remake. and Which is why I think they because showed the audience. Because they and, wanted and see, people to know that people get into this Just thing. the little bit that I watched with you, I didn't really like that aspect of it. I didn't either. Because uh, it's, I don't know, uh-huh. it just, it, 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 seemed, it seemed too contrived. Like, showing the audience participation, uh, 
like if 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 people want to know how the audience participates with this with this show, they should go to the live show. Yeah, you can I agree. you can I find agree. it. You it can plays find all it all the time. It's oh, nothing yeah, it it's ever not played. Right, it plays everywhere all the time. Uh, uh our our buddy uh, Rob went to see it last week. Yeah, yeah, right on Saturday. Yeah, same that we went to go see the Exorcist. The Exorcist, I yeah. yeah. So I mean, you can find it. <clears throat> you can find it. You go see it. You you understand, and it, I think. I've never seen it live, unfortunately, but I feel like, like you, you had, you went to see it and you had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So it must've been just such a weird, surreal oh, it was. It was feeling. Totally alien to me. Like, yeah, I was like what to, is, to look around and see all these people you? like, what is going on? Why does this man with like the roast beefiest chest in the world, why is he wearing <laughs> garter belts and a brassiere? Like what is, go- what that, is going that on? That should be something that somebody should uh, experience when they... When they decide to go see the live show for yep. the first time, like don't put that yep. on the TV. But like I said, the, yeah, I, I, I you know what I mean. Agree. That being said, though, there were some there were some some bright spots though. Um, I'm gonna go through the cast and just kind of go through how I felt about them. Really, just, I'll do it quickly. Okay. Um, Laverne Cox played Frankenfurter, the original Tim Curry role. She's from uh, Orange, Orange is, is the, the New, New Black. Black. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't like I didn't like her portrayal of it. Uh, it felt a little bit forced. A lot of things I did that I, that didn't work for me in this remake is that you have okay, so you have the script that you have to stick through and the scenes that you have to stick through. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you need to necessarily portray the characters exactly how they were. You can do your own thing in that in the style of it. Like least, you, you know wanted to see her kind of do her own. Yeah, and she did. She did. Yeah, I just I didn't, didn't get I didn't get that, it, that far into the no, show with you where I actually I just, saw her. I just didn't think that it worked. There is something about the original too, and like I said, you can't help but compare it. But like Tim Curry, seeing Tim Curry play that role was mm. shocking at the time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, um, Laverne Cox is is famously a, a, a transgender transgender person, yeah. and 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 I I know this might be politically incorrect to say, but. The reason that it was shocking to see Tim Curry play that role is because it was Tim Curry playing right. that role. I don't know why, but something about a transgender person playing a transsexual, it's like, well, it's not as shocking. Yeah. You know, I know that's not politically correct, and I don't no, want to get a lot I, of bad I get what you're this, saying, like, and it's like, yeah. It was like, well, yeah, like that, I, it, there's there's not a huge jump in in that regard, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so some of that, sh- that, that shocky schlocky if you will type of thing wasn't you know it was just missing a little bit she did she did fine like i said if this was if this existited on its own mm-hmm. it'd be fantastic yeah it's just you um, had it, it you, you have you those compared characters it to yeah. tim curry doing it yeah which is yeah. uh tim curry that being said came back as the narrator which was great to see him again he yeah. had a massive stroke um a couple years back and he was doing uh i mean i i did see him in the intro with you he did pretty well because the last I heard about him, he was pretty much like incapacitated. Yeah, he uh, he did he did he did well. Like he looked he looked good. He looked as good as can can be expected. In his you state. can tell it was kind of like difficult for him. He actually sang really good. Did he really? He sang better than he spoke. Yeah. Um, which fuck fuck yeah, Tim Curry. <laughs> Don't let like, like I'm happy that he didn't like pass it because of his condition or whatever. You know. I'm happy that he decided to do it and, yeah. and, and be a part of it again. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Adam Lambert was a bright spot. Yeah. Played Eddie. Um, the original guy that played Eddie was great. Adam Lambert just kind of fit the role. He was he was Is that the that's the biker? The biker, yeah. yeah. He was great in that role. Um I I thought he was great. Another person that shined though, the best part of the entire uh, uh show, 
uh, was Annalie Ashford, who played Columbia. Mm-hmm. The real high-pitched yeah. uh, uh, sidekick, if you will, to yeah. Frankenfurt. She was fantastic. Really? Spitting image of the original, embodied that character to a T perfect. She was absolutely amazing in it. Like I, I, Again, she was the best... She was the, the best part of the movie, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to the badness. Uh, Victoria Justice played... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shot out of hell. Wow. Uh, Victoria Justice played Janet. Sorry, I mean, for uh, that reaction was because I just went to pop... I just went to pop the cap off of my beer, and it shot up to the ceiling and, and almost hit Mike in the eye. That's all. Uh, Victoria Justice, done. what? Yep, she I'm played done. Janet. She wasn't terrible. Damn but it, it was, Janet. It was a Disney friggin' girl playing Janet. I don't know. It just yeah. didn't work for me. Uh, I couldn't the, separate the two. The little bit that I saw, I thought she was decent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She yeah. was good enough, I suppose, but like, I just said, whatever. I said to you, and I think you agreed, uh, I th- I think like just knowing his his stage persona and uh, and his um, and his voice. Who's his? I'm about to say oh. it. Eric Nally from Foxy Shazam. Oh, would have been great. As should have been in this yeah. in this show. Not not Maybe Brad. Not Brad. Not, not Brad, Brad. The the butler. Riff raff. Okay, so speaking he would have been because he's he's got the same quality in his yeah. voice. Like. He would have been amazing, yep. and and I don't know. He just he kind of embraces that like seventies sort of like, uh, yep, like um, uh, androgynous kind of sure aesthetic too. I thought very, it would which have, very much fits in with the Rocky Horror. Uh, for those of you who don't know, who, well, I already said he's from Foxy Shazam, but for those of you who don't know who Foxy Shazam is, he's also the guy who was in um, Mac- the Macklemore song, the the new Macklemore Downtown. Yeah, that one. Downtown. Right. Get it. <laughs> yeah. He's he's that guy, and uh, I thought he would have been like a perfect fit yeah, in this movie. Well, the guy that played Riff Raff in this, uh, his name is Reeve Carney. Reeve Carney. God, he's awful. It's not good. Oh, really? It's not good at all. It's contrived. It's 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 too much. It's see, it's the, just not the little, good. The I'm little sorry. bit that I did see was it, the, the only part that I saw of him was when he's looking out the window while uh, Brad yeah. and Janet are when like, you see him actually the house. Act, he actually though, seemed when you see him there. actually act in the way. That, another thing I didn't like about this whole thing, and and we're going kind of in depth on this. I'm sorry, but uh, they they added too many like nowadays pop type singing in it. Yeah, like like lots of fluctuations and lots of runs and lots of it's like stop. Yeah, it's gross. Just, just, just stick stop. to the. It's a it's a, I, it's I, a it's a rock opera, uh, not a pop opera. Exactly, exactly. Uh, um, Christina Milan played Magenta, the maid, and she Mil- was awful. Mil- isn't it Million? Mil- million Milan, whatever. Million. She's awful. It wasn't. It wasn't. She's a great singer. It's yeah. just that she just wasn't good in that role. Um, the guy that played Brad was forgettable in the same way that Janet was. Um, so yeah, so I mean that's that's the main the main cast. So it's um, if you like Rocky Horror, I mean check it out. You might have a different opinion than me, but uh, for me, I, you know, the original will still always be the better version. Yeah, I'm happy they did it though. Introduce new people to it, I suppose. Yeah, so like there's I, a silver lining to it. Yeah, but. like I was saying with Suspiria, like you gotta. I mean, when you have something that's really worth remaking, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of Rocky Horror purists who were just like absolutely mortified by the idea of remaking it yeah but if you want it to continue uh, you either have to get a bunch of people a bunch of the old school fans showing younger people 
or you have to remake it. That's mm-hmm. just the way you do it, you know? Yep. Um, okay. Well, Shall we uh, <laughs> time? I, I think I didn't watch anything else uh, simply because I knew that you would say something about one movie and then you'd go on about it for a half well, hour. Yeah. Ah, it's only 13 We're minutes. We're perfectly we'll give you timed. We're at the halfway point, which means it's time for the... Tofu. Tofu. Oh, there he is. Back just in time. Just in time. Justin the this Beat Justin. Boy Rogers. <laughs> Wait, we haven't done it in a while. J Raj. We love you, J Raj. He's going. Justin is currently going through the boxo booze outside. Oh, which got dangerous last week. That means that's that spells that spells tragedy for us. Okay, so so the Exorcist. The Exorcist, 1973. Let's start this off by saying I had never seen. Not only the original or any of the other movies, I had never seen the original. Mm-hmm. I had gone 31 years of life somehow yep. with never seeing, and for the most part, never really hearing much about it because there's parts of that movie that still took me by surprise. Absolutely, um, it's not one of the it's not one of the uh, more talked about movies. It's and I don't the know Exorcist? why. It's, yeah. it's famous. No, sure no it I'm just saying, like you do, like when you talk to horror fans. They're not uh, so eager they, to give away spoilers so much. Well, it's not that. It's like typically, like if you talk to other horror fans, people don't people don't typically go toward like the religious horror, like the exorcism horror, possession and stuff like that. They go like most horror fans go to the slashers. That's true. They might love the which, exorcist, but they're not keen to talk about which it. Which right I'm, off the bat. which I'm the exact same way. If you if you start asking me like favorite favorite horror movies, Freddy, Jason, right? Yeah, Chuggy. just everybody goes to those yeah. those standards, you know. And that's that's not a bad thing. I love it. Like I talk to other horror people, and you know, we we talk about that stuff all day. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the most famous, well known, most l- lucrative most well-loved horror movies of all time. It is. For, but, and, and, and I can honestly say at this pe- point, for good reason. Right. But people don't talk about it a lot. And maybe that was good for you because you didn't really know what you were getting yourself yeah, into. I, um, so a couple of weeks ago when we did the ex- or the, the Possession Exorcism show, I had said that The Exorcism of Emily Rose was the best exorcism movie ever. You corrected me saying that it wasn't, and I said that I couldn't say that yet. Correct. I can say it. The Exorcism is the best possession the, ex- the exorcist exorcist is the best exorcism <laughs> movie yet Newbie. It just, and it just is it, uh I, and i get it upon my first watching it you know we saw it in a um in the redford the historic redford theater in redford michigan mm-hmm. and uh it was a packed house halloween uh the week before halloween saturday night it was a pa- it was a packed house it was and it was awesome and the everybody the, or- the organ was floating above the crowd oh dude when they fired <laughs> up when 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 the organist fired up the jetpacks on either side of the uh organ and like just flew around people's heads it was amazing That's so awesome oh my god i didn't know the guy that plays the organ is like the president of the, the organ society or whatever no not the organ society no, no. the the redford theater He's he like both. film no, society. He said both though. He was part of the, he's he's president of the organ society and he also uh high that's, up at the Redford. That's yeah. super rad. Like keep keeping the scene alive. I like it. Um Yeah, so so what uh so run us through your first experience without well, taking like thirty minutes. In to the do same it. way when I saw Jaws uh, a while back or whatever, I had seen it for the first time, luckily in theater. And and I had luckily the exact same experience. People reacted at the right times, people 
people were gasping people were were screaming people were it was that? oh my god i i want to see every i just want to wait to watch every movie until 30 years later now because <laughs> i was gonna say this is this is a movie that's crowd, and you get these crowds the crowds that go to see these movies though they're the ones that love it right they go because they love it you're not that's the only reason you're going to see a 30 year old movie at midnight you know what i'm saying um and it was great so this now, movie is for 48 unfortunately uh, 45 years wait 40 i think well, came out in 73 so 2003 would have been ah crap <laughs> 83 93 yeah 30 years Math 2013 is, is 40 years so it's 43 years yeah. old sorry um <laughs> sorry that took me so long um, um that's delicious by the way yes yeah, justin justin, <laughs> justin just doers <laughs> justin just we drank 30 year old uh jack daniels last time and this is um this is doers that's it's got to be yeah, it doesn't look like it's quite as old it has the surgeon general's warning and the barcode that means it's post uh 1989 post 89 but nice. who the hell knows it's got an old ass label on it very delicious though um anyway uh ahead, yeah Mike, no, i i loved it it was great uh unfortunately they screened the extended cut they they screened the version that you'd never seen right or, uh and you can very easily tell that because the the famous crab walk down the stairs scene was added back in and there was some other stuff you say um, unfortunately yeah i, w- I was kind of hoping to see the original first uh just so i could see i'm i'm one of the reasons that i like watching movies on vhs mm-hmm. and i like watching movies on old formats is because i want to experience <laughs> movies the way that people experience them back in the day yeah i want to see exactly what caused these people to freak out the right. first time around I just, I, maybe i'm an old soul that's just kind of how i like to see stuff yeah um that being said though i had known about most of the scenes anyway so i i feel as though i didn't need to watch both to, to get what the original was and then to know what the extended cut was yeah um that being said though i think i'm not sure that a lot of people had seen the extended cut because when that crab walk happened that was almost the biggest reaction that was people- like, oh yeah, people like, really freaked out about that. I think that. it caught people off guard, and and bravo, because forty years later, and this ex- this deleted scene caused a ruckus. I remember renting. <laughs> I I remember when that that version, the uh, what is it called, the version you've never seen, the version or, you've never seen. Yeah, yeah I, I remember when that came out in uh, in high school, mm-hmm. and we it came rent- out that long ago. I was in high school. Yeah, oh. I was probably a junior in high school. And we rented it, uh, and and took it out to my friend's house and watched it. When that crab walk scene, because we had all seen the original, we'd all seen the original, but we had never seen it with that crab walk scene in it. And when that crab walk scene first happened, we all flipped out. Like we rewound yeah. it like seven times and watched it. Right, right. By, by the end of the seventh time, we were all laughing about it. Yeah, because. It's a, it's an awesome. It becomes scene. less it's scary very, when you it's see it. It's very striking things. and very like kind of and yeah, just very like very scary when you see it the first I get, time or I two. I get why they took it out though. Uh, well, because she's strapped to the bed before that scene, and then that happens, and the next time you see her, she's strapped to the bed again. It's like it doesn't it doesn't really. Well, was she? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, she, she was. I don't think she was strapped to the bed I, yet. I'm pretty sure she was. I'm I'm I I could be wrong. I'm fairly certain this that might she be was, a though. correction for next week but because did, I don't think she was no, strapped to the I bed yet. I heard other people talk about this too. Like I said, I had heard about this stuff before, but that was a, a complaint, and I thought that immediately when I saw it. Though is I get why it was taken out because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because sandwiched in between that thing, it's like, well, how did she get out? If she can get out of the bed at any point in time, then why is she just leaving herself strapped to the bed? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I get I, if I that's why they cut it. I get it. I can't. It's still well, a cool scene though. No, the reason they cut it was because uh, 
um, William Friedkin, the director mm-hmm. of the of the movie, uh, thought that it at the time it just didn't have the effect that it was supposed to have. Clearly, he was wrong based well, on our theater experience. Well, the the version that we've seen and the version you've never seen is uh, is there's digital effects added. Yeah, and stuff like the blood coming out of her mouth. Right. A couple and of stuff the faces, like that. a couple of the faces that you see throughout. And maybe two well, in that particular scene. Yeah, but also yeah, like the subliminal, like yeah. the Pazuzu faces. Which I thought was cool. And maybe yeah, maybe too. they had Wait, the idea it's not for Pazuzu in this one. Yes, it is. It's Pazuzu. <laughs> it's, it's only Pazuzu. It's not about? delivery. It's, it's only Pazuzu. Pazuzu in the second movie. No, they don't ever call it by name in the first movie. Uh, but it is Pazuzu in all of the movies, according only to the second movie. Though they don't ever call it Pazuzu in any of the other movies. They call it Pazuzu, I think, in the novel, though. Oh, in the original novel. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I've not read the novel, so if that's the case. Then, then so be it. Well, you can go straight to hell. Whoa. <laughs> hey. hey, hey. Uh, what were you gonna say, Jay? I was saying, do you think maybe it was one of those scenes that they they knew was gonna be a great effective scene and weren't really sure where to put it, and maybe that was the the best spot to to incorporate that idea of the stairs happening during that. You mean maybe because I, you mean because she's strapped down and then like right? Yeah. Maybe they had this idea saying you know before even do any filming this would be awesome to do this to have a crab walk down the stairs. Uh, like, and it would be really like, creepy if she bent over backwards and crab walked down the stairs. Like, right, and maybe a just cool scene and, idea. and they had wanted to use the idea but weren't really sure where to incorporate it in, and maybe that was the best fitting spot at that time. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's possible. And and actually, I mean, you could explain it away that like you know maybe she was tethered down. And she got out, and then she decided to go do this creepy thing. And mm-hmm. so they grabbed her and went and strapped her down again. You know? You know, so, like, the idea of her getting getting out of the restraints is not completely crazy. Right. Because she's out of the restraints when you're, when, uh, jumping ahead a little bit here, but when when Karis walks in and finds Father Marin dead. Yeah. She's not in her restraints. That's true. Actually, and she's not. She's actually not in her restraints for most of those scenes. Well, then why like, does she stay when in she's the restraints floating when, ab- when she's floating above the bed and stuff? She's she, not why in she? In, why? Well, why does she keep herself in the in the restraints then? Though when they're exercising her and whatnot, you know. I couldn't tell. You would you. think the demon would want to just bust loose and kill everyone and be on its merry way. It, it, in in the Exorcist movies, they always seem like a, a like the demon always. Seems, the demon wants to be played with to get wants. Exactly. It, it's playing a role and it likes it. Exactly, yeah. like it's like it's messing. It knows with that people. it's it's this girl well, is suffering it's, and it's, it loves to see that pain. It's on the messing faces. with people and it like even to go so far as to allow people to think that it's Satan because in yeah. in the first movie in the uh, I think in the second movie. And in the beginning and Dominion, I believe they call it the devil or Satan or Lucifer. Yeah, that well, and and he and he allows himself to be called that, and he doesn't correct anybody. Yeah, because he he's messing with people. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe maybe he's just like you just said. He like he's just, just playing, playing games. games. Yeah. Uh, one of the things when we walked out of the theater, there's a scene that I mentioned to you that didn't make any sense. Yeah. And it was about somebody being dead for three. The, the, was it the priest? I actually, I actually forgot to look this up. Well, because uh, Father Karras, he 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 goes to visit his mother in the beginning of the movie, uh-huh. and then he uh, gets a call that she's not well, and he mm-hmm. goes and he sees her That's at the was. hospital. Yep. And then I can't remember who's talking about it. I think I always think it was the demon. 
the demon was saying that she was dead for three days before no. they found her in the room. Yeah, no, it was a conversation between oh, was it? two okay. people. Yeah. Well, even so, though, she was dead for three days before they found her in the room, though. Right. And it's like, well, he just saw his mother in, like, two scenes before this. Yeah, I completely forgot because I meant to look up more yeah. information about that. That was, that was the, of, uh, the, the whole entire movie, though. That was the one thing that I walked out going, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, there was another thing, too. Well, there's another thing that I just didn't know... If, I don't know which part. Which part are you talking about? Uh, the this idea that it's it's implied, it's never fully discussed, but it's implied that Burke, the uh, um, Burke Dennings, the the director, mm-hmm. um, it's implied that he tries to uh, physically assault Reagan. Yes. You remember how we yeah. like because he somehow ends up up in her room and gets like tossed out the window breaks his neck at the bottom yes. of the stairs it's the same set of stairs that Karis ends up yes dying at the bottom which, of which is funny uh, uh, by the way spoiler cast yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, is there, this is all spoilers gonna, yeah, I'm sorry when we do these retrospectives we kind of have to talk about um, it, it that's that's it's, so it, it's, it's kind of implied that he went and tried to like physically assault her in some way which is weird though they because doesn't right Reagan's mom though uh, Chris, doesn't she drive past the scene where they're finding the body, and she just drives past it like it's no big deal? That's like the back of her building. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, uh, if that was the back of the place where I lived, and there's all these ambulances, things going around right where my house is, I'd be a little bit more concerned than that. Yeah, you would think so. That's kind of that's Plus, the kind of issue. If, if she fell the issue out of that, if she fell out of that window, wouldn't there be a whole bunch of cops swarming that house and doing everything that they can do to figure out what happened in that room? You would think so. And there wasn't. Yeah. So okay, fine. So we we picked out some bad parts but right. um, uh, just real quick let's uh, let, uh, just the cast so people know who we're talking about uh, Ellen Burstyn played Chris McNeil the mom mm-hmm. uh, Max von Sydow I believe is how you say it mm-hmm. uh, Father Marin who some of you youngsters may know as actually I don't know the name of the character but he's uh, he's in The Force Awakens oh he's the guy that, yeah he's the guy he, in the very in the, beginning in the very gives, beginning what the gives the codes to um Poe Dameron. Uh, right. Um, uh, I can't think of his name either. Um, uh, Lee J. Cobb plays... Also, we work with the Father Marin, though, who is a character you'll hear a lot of as we go through these movies, because he is he is, he is is one character that kind of threads a lot of these movies together, um, in a sense. Yeah, Father Marin, as well as uh, Lieutenant Kinderman, mm-hmm. who's in at least two of the movies. And, and Father Karras. Um, those and three, Father Those Karras, three right. characters in particular have uh, kind of thread the, the series together. Right. Um, uh, Kitty Wynn plays Sharon in both mm-hmm. the first and the second movie. Jack McGowan, well, that doesn't really matter. He was Burke. And Jason Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Miller, who plays Father Karras. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, sorry. Sorry. No, to, uh, sorry. The, the, one of the uh, lessons. Laura Santeca, by the way, Lore is Santeca. who is Max von Sydow in The Force Awakens. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And All you right. said Linda Blair, obviously, as as Ray. Oh, jeez, did I did I miss her? <laughs> oh, she's at the bottom of my page down here. Yeah, and Linda Blair, obviously, who plays uh, Reagan McNeil. Um, so here's one thing about the movie that I one there's one scene that you can't help but hear about when even if you've never seen the movie, and that is the fact that Reagan McNeil masturbates with a crucifix. Now, would you really call that so, masturbation? Okay, okay. So you go into this, and I'm thinking, okay, so she's possessed. She masturbates with a crucifix. I'm a red-blooded American male. I know what masturbation means. Sure. That's not what you see in this movie. No. Nope. Had I known 
again, spoilers, but had I known that she was just stabbing the shit out of her crotch with a crucifix? Yeah, she's really going for it. Uh, that's not <laughs> masturbation. That's butchery, okay? That's, that's, that's <laughs> some, uh... Who, yeah, whoever, whoever used masturbation as the word to describe that scene should be shot, because no, that's that is some, not uh, what's happening in that scene. That's some, uh, what is it, evil angel? What the hell is the... Burning Angel? No, no, no. A burning Angel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's well, some Burning the, Angel they did the, stuff the right there. Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. No, that's, uh, that's they not also a... did a, They also did a great movie called Evil Head. Evil Head. I, I don't want to... And, and, let's not, and, and, and by let's, the way, if you're worried about porn. the spoilers we're giving away for The Exorcist, the movie's 40 years old. Go see The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. right? Don't be like you seen it Don't be like me. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was that was the last big thing that like stuck. I'm like, oh, like holy shit, like that is not what I expected I when know. I saw that. Like, wow, that that kind of took me back. Yeah, well, I also I... didn't expect the ending. Didn't see that coming. I that movie was was going. It was. You mean, on. you mean where Father Karras jumps out the window? Yeah, I didn't see... I, like, again, I knew nothing about this movie somehow. It feels like such a familiar <laughs> situation to me for some reason. I can't yeah, remember maybe, why. Maybe past life experience. Yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I remember when the... Um, right before that scene, when they, they were doing an exorcism thing, and then they went out of the room to take a break. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, there's a whole other act to this movie. Like, holy shit, this movie's long. Yeah. I didn't expect it. And so I'm like, okay, here we go. This has to be the third act where something big happens. Because, again, I didn't know the ending. And then two minutes later, he's jumping out the window to his Boom, death. Done. I'm like, oh, I, I, was, I was, if I don't know if you saw me in the theater, I hands on my knees, like, straight forward looking at the screen. Like, I oh, was yeah. so into it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? Like, that's there how was, this ends? Like, holy shit. There was two dudes to our right who, I don't know, like, to our right and in front of us a little bit. I don't know if they've never seen the movie or they just, like, really love this movie. But they were they were literally, like, you know, people say, on the edge of my seat. Yeah. They were both sitting on the edge of their too. seats like this with their hands on, like, their elbows on their knees and their hands, like, in front of their face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. I that's like you said earlier, I love a theater going experience where people really get into the movie. Okay, so before we before we move on, uh Exorcist, scale of one to ten. How do you rate it? <clears throat> um I'm always I'm always really uh I'm always really uh generous with my <laughs> that's fine no that's fine and uh, i will say this on a at scale the very of end, one to ten i'm gonna say uh at the very end we're gonna rank all five flicks too just so you know so keep that in mind when i'm asking on a these. scale of one to ten i give it an eight five eight five yeah i would go i'd go that's good yeah i'd say about nine okay honestly it's a great movie it's a it, it is i hate myself for not seeing it earlier but i love the <laughs> fact that i waited to see it the way that i did though so I give it. You, a, I, honestly, I give it a solid nine. I love that movie. I agree with Michael. I give it a nine. nine. It's, it's almost perfect. It, it really there's is. Not, there's not some things that. Uh, yeah, I only like I'm, even the things that felt dated <laughs> though. I didn't care about. It didn't matter. No, yeah, no, you're right. You know? It's just I, uh, Jay, you were saying something. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was saying no. It, it, I mean, you guys saw it more recently than yeah. I have. You know, it's been quite a few years since I've seen it, but um. I wish I could have been there to see it at the theater. Unfortunately, I had to be up at 3 in the morning the next day. So Jay had a ticket, but he had to cancel on us. Speaking of which, that 20 bucks that you still owe me, I owe you a 10 bucks back. So we'll, uh, we'll, well, I'll take care of that, and then we'll call it even. Um, no, I. Uh, it's just, just certain little things like me as a, a spoiled, uh, what am I, a Gen Xer? We are, unfortunately. What? We're no, the, no, no, we're millennials. Oh no, we're millennials. We are, we are one year as a into spoiled the millennial. millennial. There's like you know, wait, there's, wait, 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 there's wait. like Gen, Gen Y. 
Gen there, Y. There's sure. a made up category for we're the Jennies. people that don't want to be considered millennials. We're Gen Y. Okay, well we're Gen <laughs> Ys. Uh, I yeah, I mean like it's it, like certain uh, not so much pacing, but like editing kind of stuff. Yeah. Where like scenes just like flat cut, like you feel like you're right in the middle. Of, yeah. It's almost like you feel like you're in the middle of a sentence and then you just stop and start. Yeah, there's some odd, there, there's some odd cuts. That that's sort of typical though for for movies from that era though. No, yeah, I get um, that. Another thing was people like people in the theater behind us were cracking up every time the doctors would light up cigarettes in the hospital. Oh yeah. And it's like okay, I get it. To us, it's weird. Back when this movie was made, totally normal. Totally normal, yeah. yeah. So I, I can get past that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't consider that. It's dated, but it's oh, not like... Before you move on from that, people who laugh at horror movies... Like, I get it. Sometimes there's like... There is horror in movies. Yeah. Or there is horror. There is comedy. There <laughs> sometimes is... horror movies are scary. <laughs> no, sometimes there are like comedic aspects to horror movies, but I hate when people laugh at like stuff that shouldn't Seriously. be laughed like, at. Serious. Yeah. Part. Yeah. I it's agree. not funny. Shut up. <laughs> Um, do you have any like uh, like cool fun facts for about the, the listeners about, about, about the first one? Uh, about the original one, no. All of my stuff comes from later movies because um, the later movies are so fucked up in their own rights. Well, here <laughs> but... I'll, I'll just I'll just toss out a couple if you don't oh, mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was the first horror film to ever be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. I actually knew that. Yeah, I, I had heard that. Before. Uh, it did not win, but uh, first horror film ever. So that's really cool. Uh, did actually win Academy Awards for Best Screenplay and Best Sound. Oh. Did you know that? I did not know that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have like a ton of them here I could I could throw at you, but uh, if you want to move on, we can. No, I mean, that's fine. I mean, if you have anything that's that's interesting, uh, you know, go for it. It's but. Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, this is Warner Brothers' highest grossing film of all time when adjusted for inflation. Yeah. It was like one point something billion, I think, something like that, right? Is when that adjusted? the like, when yeah, it, when it was, adjusted? The yeah, number was crazy. nuts. I, I have seen that number. Oh, one thing I thought was pretty cool. Um, so William Peter Blatty, the guy who wrote the, the novel, um, he won $10,000 on the Groucho Marx show, You Bet Your Life. This was in 1950. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Groucho asked what he planned to do with the money that he won, uh, he said he planned on taking some time off to work on a novel. Exorcist. And this was nice, the novel. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty the, cool. Um, I have the the Exorcist uh, special Blu-ray edition mm-hmm. uh, that has both versions of the movie, bonus disc, and a, and a book by William Freakin. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the the features on it, I watched this like the night we came home from the movie. I watched uh, some of these features because now that I knew something about it, and they go back to the cabin where he wrote The Exorcist, and uh, it's just him reminiscing about his time there, or whatever. But it's, it just sounds cool. Like I, I want to be that that author that just disappears into the wilderness in a cabin and Dude, just writes for disappear- months on end, but know? disappearing like, into a cabin and writing this novel yeah that had to creepy, that yeah. had to be like some pretty dark times you yeah. know that, that'd be freaky <clears throat> yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, did, and, did you and, know that this was based off of a a real um uh exorcism in new jersey, a real possession right new jersey um yes i did um but yeah it was it was it was a state or georgetown uh, I think it was Georgetown, Jersey. Jersey. I can't I, remember. I don't uh, want to be. I don't want to be wrong. I think it's Georgetown something though. I think it was in Jersey. I can't remember for sure. It was maybe it's um, not Jersey. It Fuck. was a, a boy in uh, 1949. His name was Roland Roland Doe, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, the case file from the Vatican. Uh, that's that's I don't know how like how would you even get your hands on a case file from the Vatican? Is this like public, public 
uh, knowledge like available to the public? I have no, I have no clue. Huh. I, I that, that, yeah. yeah well, the wrong they changed the names and the gender of the victim, uh, the name and the gender of the victim to protect the innocent. So it's well, it became a boy to a girl. So that how much, you know, it's a pretty good way to protect him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I said. Name so and gender. Going so yeah. From, anyway, uh, so going from one of the greatest horror movies ever made, <laughs> Academy Award nominated, uh, uh, and everything else, we go to The Exorcist Two: The Heretic from 1977. Oh boy! If you could sum this movie, <laughs> let's give let's give a rundown about what this movie's about. Well, hold on. No, ask me the question that you were just going <laughs> to ask me. Use one word to describe this movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's 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 break this movie down uh, as far as plot goes. So Reagan is no longer living with her mother. She's living in like a town, not a townhouse, but like an apartment or something in <laughs> New York. Like a penthouse, yeah, a beautiful penthouse, penthouse in New York. Well, but but in fairness, Chris McNeil is like a movie star, so she well, had, her mom, money. yeah, her sense. mom's on. I think they said that her mom was on location. Yeah. So uh, she's living in a penthouse that it's atta- that is attached to another apartment uh, uh, that is uh, occupied by. I don't think we talked about her in the first one, but uh, Sharon. Is that how that worked out? I was wondering how Sharon was, because she was like the the, the uh, housekeeper, right? Sharon, played by, played by Kitty Wynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she reprised her role yeah. as Sharon. Um, she was kind of the, uh, <laughs> like the live-in nanny, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I said housekeeper, but live-in yeah, nanny. So, 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 uh, so Reagan's living in this beautiful, like... Uh, Penthouse. High rise penthouse, yeah. yeah in uh, was and it? Where she, was it? I, was it it's in New York? York. Yeah, it's in New York. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she goes and she's and she sees a therapist. She's seeing the therapist, trying to get her to remember the events. Who's played by Louise Fletcher, who mm-hmm. you might know as um, Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's oh, Nest. There you go. I believe that's her. Yeah, maybe that's her. maybe correction. <laughs> no, it's her. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's going, and so so this uh, therapist is trying to get her to recall her memories from what happened. She can't do it. And well, the therapist works with uh, children who are uh, um, like special needs, trauma, like special needs children and stuff. There's, yeah, uh, you know, like autistic children or or like deaf or just uh, anybody with special needs, cognitively really. impaired sure. in some way. Yeah. Um, and her way of getting not that not that being deaf is a cognitive no well, impairment you, you know what I mean just people people that might need a little extra help exactly yeah. mentally or physically or whatever what have you sure yeah uh, so their way of doing it and this is where it goes totally off the rails is by syncing their brains together and being able to walk each other through each other's memories <laughs> through their dreams and through telekinesis or, uh, or telepathy rather. Which it, it was very, uh, it was very Inception esque. Yeah, right. It, it was also very bad. It was horrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So basically, okay. two people sitting across from each other, looking at a blinking light, and then they're able to somehow access each other's thoughts and dreams. That's what everybody yeah. does, right? And, and the mem- most and memories. The most that this device would do would maybe trigger epilepsy that's what i was <laughs> that's, thinking that's about the I was like, of it i was like congratulations you think you just proved that demons are real and in fact you're just watching two people have epileptic seizures which is ironic considering that most cases of possessions are explained away by people having epileptic seizures such as emily <laughs> really? rose yeah, yeah or annalise michelle annalise michelle it's yeah. yeah it's crazy anyways okay so 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 this happens they have this device there is a police officer 
who is there that is trying to put the pieces together after... What is that noise? The... Oh, <laughs> that was my lighter. I was holding the uh, yeah, <laughs> dingus. <laughs> I'm lighting the place on fire. Dumb, dumb. Uh, continue where I was at, though. Uh, uh, the police officer is there because he's trying to figure out... Um, no, not a police officer. It's uh, Father Lamont. Father Lamont. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. Um, he's there because... Uh, so so basically, the, the Vatican is questioning the... <laughs> that was... Spilled, that was spilled beer. Uh, a couple splashes. The Vatican is kind of questioning the uh, the validity of the exorcism done by Father Marin in and the his, first. And one. then and his Father, looking and into Karras. his death, they're trying to like justify his death, so to speak. Uh, well, well, at one point they even think that he may have strayed from his faith. Yes. And was yep. more of a uh, like a satanic. We're not worshiper, but sympathizer. He went off the rails. We'll say that. That's what they're saying. So, so this father now is trying to get to the bottom of what happened because right. of this, and he's trying to get into Reagan's head by yes. hooking himself up to the telepathy machine, <laughs> and they uh, go inside Reagan's dreams, and then I guess it is he, memories, not dreams. And I'm then sorry. he gets like possessed, sort of, at the end. Like, cause he gets her into the taxi cab, and he's not himself, you know. And cause remember, cause remember, she calls, and she goes, "I stole the, I stole the machine. We're headed back to the house." And oh snap. yeah. He's like, he's like possessed by. There's a, there's a sort of an exorcist, uh, exorcism scene at the very end of the movie to, to rid him of what's going on. It's fucking oh, bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, yeah, he's like bewitched by. It's yeah. It, like he starts <sighs> making out with the, with the, uh, the demon Reagan. On the yep. bed at one yep. point. Yeah, it's weird. Like, listen, it, listen. This movie this is a movie fucking sucked. mess. It's it's <laughs> it's the terrible. Funny, the thing is, it had all the makings to be great. They had they had the returning. Did it, though? Yes. Okay. They had the returning main character. They went back to the original um, sets, so it was familiar. Yeah. They had a lot of the other same secondary characters uh, in it, and referencing them, and directly referencing the first movie. Like to me, when I think of a sequel, I want the sequels to to have something to do with the first movie. I want them to be a continuation of the story, not just a brand new take on something and that's, call it a sequel. That's fine. This but movie had all that, yet it fell so flat in every single way. Yeah, it, was it a... went off. I keep saying off the rails, and that's exactly what it was. You know, a, it was on a, on a crazy train. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah it was. Uh, it was. Um, it was a. It was not good. And the thing is, is that uh, um, William Peter Blatty, mm -hmm. the original author of the novel. The original author legendarily of the novel, hated this movie. Yeah. Oh well, everybody hated this movie. They actually they. <laughs> At the first screening, um, uh, William Friedkin actually told a story about this. At, at it, it was um, it was a sneak preview. I'm sorry, actually. Uh, so so the studio heads all came. The studio heads that were part of this movie, they all came and uh, they were in the theater. And ten minutes into the film, one of the audience members stood up and said. Uh, the people who made this piece of shit are in this room. <laughs> and 10 to 12 other audience members 
got together to find the executives. <laughs> like this is extreme, and they actually chased them out of there. Oh my god! And the guy and the and the studio execs ran outside looking for their limos, and they weren't there anymore. So these people chased them down the street. Oh my god! That's, that's like awesome. some that's like some pure dedication because it was probably people who loved the original movie. Yeah, and this was such a departure. Oh, like it sucked. It, I'm trying to think of another movie. <laughs> that does that it's like it's like when the halloween introduced the the cosmic like occult background to michael myers in six which was still better than this yeah but, but, but that's <laughs> what i'm saying though like it's such a departure. they take they take this 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 well-oiled machine that was the first movie and they just start hitting it with a baseball bat like they just right. start changing it into something that it, yeah. i got i don't know man um and the thing is, from the first time that the movie, like when the first when the first shot of the movie came up, the look and feel, just the tone, didn't feel right. Yeah, it felt it was it was it was like it was like The Exorcist was that great low budget movie, like uh, It Follows, for example, right? The Exorcist Two, The Heretic, is the equivalent of Hollywood taking It Follows and putting. Ten million dollars behind it and making a shitty sequel. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? They took this movie that that performed way better than anybody would ever have expected it, and they Hollywoodized it, they bastardized it, and that's what you got. Well, Blatty, Blatty didn't want a sequel to it. He, I mean, he wanted like an unofficial sequel. Uh, actually, did I actually don't even think he wanted a sequel, but they started asking for a sequel. Well, he so he started to write. He wrote. He, well, he started to write Legion, Legion, which we'll get to in a moment. But then, uh, <laughs> actually, Jay looks like he has something uh, to say. What's yeah, up? Just to avoid a correction for next week, okay. we, uh, oh, I found the info on the uh, on the uh, original exorcism that it was from. Yeah, uh, Blatty based his novel on a supposedly genuine exorcism from 1949, uh-huh. which was partially performed in both Cottage City, Maryland, and Belnor, Missouri. Several area newspapers reported on a speech a minister gave to an amateur uh, parapsychology society in which he claimed to have exercised a demon from a 13-year-old boy named Robbie, and that ordeal lasted a little more than six weeks. Robbie? I still say that... Where the hell did I get my information? (laughs) Something happened in Georgetown, though. I'm telling you. I'm going to come back with a correction on this. There's a Georgetown connection. One other other fun fact. The uh, the bedroom set was cooled with four air conditioners. And temperatures reach below thirty to forty, below zero with that. Yep. So all that um, smoke, they the, said, the, the fog you see from people's mouths is legit. Well, like, they yeah. said like they said before the crew actually got in the room, they would show up some mornings, and there would actually be like frost a, and snow. No, like snow, like yeah. a light, like yep. a light snow falling. That's that's yep. weird. Uh, um, but back to the Exorcist too, because this movie's so much fun to talk about. Well, and the, <laughs> the other thing is, uh, so Linda Linda Blair refused to get back into the makeup. That she wore oh, in the she? first one, yeah, she straight up refused. Interesting. So every shot that you see, and it's pretty obvious. Every it's not her. Sh- every shot that you see, I thought it looked weird. Yeah, it looks I weird. I place it because it's it not her. Weird. Isn't it? That's yeah. it, listen. If you're gonna sign back on for another movie, all right, I do it. Do it all out. I don't know. Of, I'm sure I've never sat in a chair for twelve hours and had makeup applied. Speaking, but of, if you're gonna pay me a bunch of money to do it. Go ahead. I feel like I'd love it, to be honest with you. But speaking of wardrobe and makeup or whatever, I, I got to ask this, and I know that I, I feel like I'm probably a creep for saying this. <laughs> what's what's with the tits in this movie? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Were they prosthetics? <laughs> tits? <laughs> prosthetics? prosthetics? <laughs> no, he's... he's okay, I, no, I, no. I think every he's... female character, not making a minute everyone, but 
Uh, uh, oh, dude, it was the 70s. Nobody wore bras. I know. I get that, but they accent- accentuated them so much, though. Like No the, more uh, than any other movie from that era. It was just so weird, though. The the housekeeper, what was her name? Um, Sharon. Sharon. She answers, Sharon! The, she answers, she answers <laughs> the door, though, to the the. the, the a priest or I can't forget who it was now um, it but was, she's uh, soaking wet and her nightgown is completely see-through just opening the door to a random stranger yeah man I'm just like I'm, I'm watching I'm like Chris listen I love the view but but that's why why why, why did the director have to be like your shirt needs to be wet <laughs> Wait, why was that a choice that was made and Reagan Linda Blair who was like what 16 at the time her uh, nightgown is pretty much see-through in that movie, and it's actually fucking don't know how weird. Old she was. It's weird. Well, like you said, as it's soon as, just, as, soon as we like, as soon as we started the movie, you said the first shot of Linda Blair is her dancing on a stage and some dude creeping on her. It's true. And that's she's, a, I thought I told you. Well, she's, creep she's dancing with like a tube the, top the and no bra and like the, little Daisy Duke <laughs> shorts the first, on. Like the very first shot that you see of Reagan in that movie is a close up on her tits. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, and they're bouncing in this very scantily clad tied shirt. Like that was that set up the rest of that movie for me, at least in terms of I get it. You want you want to you want to, you want to get across that she's older. I get. I, I guess I can understand it from that perspective. But like, I don't even think that. Like I said, I'm pretty sure she was only 16 when this movie was made. So I it's actually, like it's just fucking. I, I actually don't weird. know. I'm I'm not even gonna. Venture, it's, I, I don't guess. know. It's it's weird. Um. <laughs> if she wasn't, then I'll correct myself and hopefully. There's no hopefully. I just, I don't know. Well, mo- moving right. Yeah. I, there's uh, uh, just a couple things about uh, about this movie. Uh, well, actually, do you have anything else to say about the plot? No. The plot, <laughs> the plot sucked. The movie sucked. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> uh, they weren't even, like I, like I said, like, Blatty was working on Legion. Yeah. And, and, and then the studio decided to go ahead and just completely dis like disregard the wishes of uh William Friedkin mm-hmm. who wanted to I, th- I think he wanted to come back and 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 uh I that I don't know I can't like if he if they if they uh made a sequel he wanted to direct again I believe obviously Blatty wanted to write it again they just completely disregarded it they wanted to like quickly cash in on the exorcist name not quickly cuz it was 5 years later but yeah. you know what I mean and so they just put out this pile of shit and yeah, uh and the rest is history Blatty actually has said like he had to like he he had to stifle his own laughter while he was sitting yep. in the theater watching this yep. which i don't even think i would be laughing i'd, I'd be, be i'd be mad yeah like dude like, what did you, you took, do you to- <laughs> took one of the best movies ever and turned it into this crap show like ah, yeah bleh. well moving on so now we get to the actress's Three, which was written and directed by William, William Peter, Peter Bladley. <laughs> um, so, 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 what you're thinking is okay, fine. So, the guy that wrote the original movie is back, and he's directing it from his own script. It's got to be good, right? Yeah, it is. And you're right. <laughs> it is. Damn it, I love this movie. Um, you love it more than me. Oh, I love it. You love it more than me. Um, that being really? said, that being said, it's a good movie. Um, it's not what I expected. At all. What did you expect? Well, I, I expected it to be more along the lines of the first movie, and it's not. It's a police procedural with horror elements. Well, here's the it's deal. It's not a horror movie. Here's the deal. William Peter Blatty never intended... I, I mean, it, it was supposed to be uh, the same the same world, the same yeah, which it is. universe, 
but it was never intended to be like a direct sequel to The Exorcist. In, in fact, in fact, it's he, just an off, in fact, it's like an he wanted, in fact, he wanted to release this movie under the name Legion. Legion. Yep. And the they studio, fought. the studio came in and said, uh, like, like he actually made he he shot the entire movie under the name Legion, uh-huh. made an entire movie, and then the studio came in and said, well, well this doesn't look like The Exorcist. You, this has to be more like The Exorcist. And he's like, well, it's not The Exorcist. Before, and they said, but we're gonna call it The Exorcist Three, yes. so it has to have an exorcism in Before it. Before we get into the into all of the all of that, yeah. Give a rundown of what of what the Exorcist Three uh, is. So the Exorcist Three centers around um, Lieutenant Kinderman from the first movie, mm-hmm. uh, who in this movie is brilliantly played by George C. Scott, and uh, he is um, investigating a string of murders that look suspiciously like. Uh, they have the same mo, like all the all the murders have the same mo as a, a killer, Gemini killer, called the Gemini killer, who's been dead for fifteen years at this point, right? None of that. <laughs> Jay's starting to get sleepy. <laughs> so the Gemini killer's been dead for fifteen years. He he got the electric chair, and uh, but all of a sudden these these murders start happening, and they and they have the same mo. Yes. Uh, but nobody knows that they have the same same mo except for the cops. The cops because, because they never released information. Basically, that... what they did during during the actual Gemini killer killings, they flip flopped. Well, they didn't flip flop, well, but did. they 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 put false information. Well, they basically said that there was a finger missing from one of the hands, and when they released it to the to the media, they said that if if their finger was I forget which one it was. They, but okay. If the finger was missing on the left hand, they said it was missing on the right. Listen, hand. they and okay. they carved a symbol. Ah, you you're just you're you're being vague. Let me give you ah. the specifics. Uh, they, the cops told, the cops told the media <laughs> that there was a, the middle finger was l- missing from the left hand, and mm-hmm. then there was the symbol of the Gemini carved into the back of the victim, which every time, uh, Kinderman goes to look at a body, he always looks at both hands. Yes. And you find out later that the cops had fed this bad information to the, to the media so that they could weed out yes. all the psychos that yep. were coming so in they saying, move I'm on. the Gemini killer. And they would say, well, how did you do it? Well, I did it. Be- I, I, I killed them and then I cut off their Based exactly left middle finger. The and the- yeah, exactly. But in fact, the real Gemini killer would remove the index finger from the right hand and then carve the symbol of the Gemini yes. in the palm so, of the left so hand. So 15 laters after the Gemini killer was 15 killed, years later. they start happening again with things that only the Gemini killer would know. Right. Yes. So, so so now uh, Lieutenant Kinderman is on the case. Yes, and uh, like I said, played by George C. Scott mm-hmm. beautifully. Um, yeah. What What do you mean? Yeah. I I I I felt. I don't mean to be ageist here. I felt he was a bit old to be in that role, though. Oh. I I just he played it great. It was it was more his family storyline that I thought was a little bit weird. Well, his daughter was like sixteen his years old. And he like was 90. like seventy. He's like ninety. His <laughs> no, daughter's sixteen. No, that his struck... wife looks like she's fifty, and then his wife's mother looks like it should be his wife. That struck me as odd. <laughs> it's it's a little bit weird. Like, Listen, like, ah, you got. He played it great. It just I couldn't I couldn't believe it completely because it seemed so out of whack. You know what I'm saying? 
I wish you weren't so waggy. Yeah. So stupid yeah, when it comes to this I stuff. Know. He fu- he killed that <laughs> you role. You fucking chum. He killed that role. No, it was good. I'm um, not saying it was bad. He was fantastic. I'm not saying it was bad. Let's skip right to the star of this show. Brad Dorif gave the best performance of his entire fucking career. Oh my god. I'm saying it right now. He was so good. Uh, and it's all monologues. That's it. It's all <laughs> it, monologues. Slow clap. And it's amazing. And and fuck yeah, Chucky. <laughs> oh, by the way, yes, big, I noticed Chuck, it. Did you notice yes, the Chucky reference? Yes, I. Well, did that come after or before Chucky? After, because uh, are you sure? Three came out in. Uh, oh my god! It. I didn't write down. What if? The... What if all this time the Gemini Killer is Chucky? Oh. <gasps> uh, Whoa. He got the electric chair, and in the movie, he got struck by lightning. No, he got Didn't shot he? in the movie. Dumb. By lightning. No, but, then was... he called, but then he <laughs> called on the magic and he got struck by lightning, and that's how the shit got transferred, wasn't it? But that's not how he died. I know. Child's I Play really, came out. I just really want to make Child's Play come, came out in 1988. This movie came out in 1990. Damn. Oh. Yeah, so. So. Oh. Yeah, so it lines up. So uh, <laughs> one of one of Brad Dourif's lines, which, by the way, if you haven't picked up on this yet, Brad Dourif is the, the guy who plays Chucky, the yeah. voice of Chucky in the Child's Play movies. <laughs> What? That was. That's a forget I did that. Forget I did that. We're gonna edit that right out. Is that Um, a parakeet? (laughs) So he looks at uh, he looks at um, Kinderman during one of his. No, we're not editing (laughs) editing that out. We're keeping that in, jackass. We'll edit it Uh, out later. Wink, wink, wink. (laughs) No, he during one of his amazing monologues, he looks at Kinderman. I think it's right at the end, and he says, he says, "Little Jack Horner." sat on a corner and then he goes child's play and then they cut directly to a, a little kid that looks exactly like a chucky doll <laughs> amazing yeah just like a total like just a really cool shout out to to child's play sure sure, sure. also did you notice the name that they put the kid i mean it should be pretty obvious but you know you notice that he says little jack corner mm-hmm. and then the nurse is checking him into his room. Did you catch the kid's name? I did not. His name was Corner. Uh, his last name was Corner, Corner. so Little Jack Corner. Corner. Gotcha. And gotcha. the Gemini Killer always kills people with, with a K in their name. K in their name. Yep. Okay. So gotcha. Just a little detail to take um, notice of. Um. No, I love this movie. Like I it thought. Was good. I, I it thought was good. like. You can you can always tell when a when a when a screenplay of a movie is written by a, a novelist. Yeah, because every line of dialogue—it's precise. It's interesting for a reason. Every single line of dialogue in this movie is interesting. Yeah, especially in the in the first like, there's not a ton happening in the in the first uh, you know half hour of the movie. Yeah, but the dialogue between um, between Kinderman and Father Dyer. It's so interesting. It's Uh, it's like it's like really quippy and and kind of kind of humorous but it's like delivered in well, sort of a deadpan way yeah and one of the thing uh one of the another thing we're talking about you know the characters and whatnot is is that they brought back father Karras. um yeah yeah i i so well, this is we're, we're getting into well, ter- he's 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 actually credited as patient patient X. X. <laughs> well we're getting into weird territory here and and we're gonna have to touch on on the other version of this a little bit which I will take the lead on because I have some information on it. But okay. um, before we get there, though, one of the things I thought was very smart about this movie is there's no Reagan. 
they did not bring back that character. I thought that was super smart. They mentioned her. They mentioned her. And that's, that's fine because yeah. it's connected to the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. But be done with her. Like this, it, this movie proves that this series is not about Reagan. It is about the secondary characters. Well, that it's was about the people that hold the stories together. That was that's Will, what these movies. That was about. William Blatty's yeah. uh, vision all along. Like and he didn't smart. want to make another movie about about Reagan. That's why he didn't write another story about Reagan. Yes. Like yeah, like mention her. Especially, and well, then after that second movie, I don't think anybody wanted to see Reagan again. To be honest <laughs> with you. Um, so this movie had great tension. It was, it was like the whole movie. It's, it's just like you're watching. It, it's like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And you're, you're, you're just in it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you want to find out what they want to find out. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're in there with them. Absolutely. Um. So you had mentioned that the movie was originally made under the name Legion. Yeah. And Peter William Peter Blatty's original version of that movie was Lost Time and Exorcist Three is what we were stuck with and yada yada yada. Not what we were stuck with. I mean it's pretty damn good. It well stuck with as far as what they gave us. Yeah. Uh so the original version of Legion though, uh recently has become unearthed through Basically, the only versions of it that exist are the dailies that were transferred to VHS. And Scream Factory, the wonderful people at Scream Factory, painstakingly found all this footage, and they reassembled William Blatty's Legion cut. Well, they reassembled um, it as close as they could get. It's it's only missing very few oh. things. It's pretty damn complete. There's actually um, there's actually quite a bit of footage that um, Morgan Creek. Morgan Creek. Is that the name of the production yes. company? Yes. Um, there's actually quite a bit of footage that Morgan Creek claims was lost or destroyed. Yeah, but William Peter Blatty, though, signed off on, on this cut. So it's pretty that's, damn close. That's fine. It's pretty yeah, damn close. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just you're saying, getting, like... You're getting what the gist of it was, though, right. is my point. Yeah. Um, now, granted, it was all from, um, like I said, VHS dailies. Yeah. Because all the actual footage, like the actual reel-to-reel footage, uh-huh. and this is probably what you were talking about, the the, the actual reeled footage is gone. It mm-hmm. was destroyed. Um, but the dailies still existed. So they got, like, 99% of what was there. Mm-hmm. They got it. Um I, now, here's the thing. We had intended on watching every single version of all these movies. Uh, the thing is, though, is that this, this, the version of this, though, the Scream Factory release just came out within the last like week and a half or so. Yeah. Um, usually, our local carriers carry it, and they don't. So I couldn't get my hands on it. I didn't pre-order it from Scream Factory. Um, they're they're actually back up backed up until the week of Christmas. Really? According to the website on uh, its Best Buy is where I normally get my stuff from. <laughs> you can't um, get this Exorcist movie until Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's what it says. That's what's on the website. It's not <laughs> available anywhere. It's been, it actually says on the site backordered <sighs> until like the December 21st or something oh, like that. Um, now, granted, I could have gotten it through Scream Factory. I just, I'm a bonehead and I didn't. So, that being said, my good friend Chris Jordan uh, reviewed it for his site, um, moviesleuth.com. So I talked to him so that he could give me the download on what actually took place so that we could be pretty complete here. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, there the differences are this. In the original Exorcist 3, uh, there is uh, an exorcist scene, exorcism scene at the very end. Right? They come. They, you uh, mean uh, the theatrical yes, the release? Theat- yeah, the, the theatrical release. Uh, uh, the father... Morning. Morning comes in and he does the the exorcism mm-hmm. and that's essentially how it ends. It's a big you know effects scene yeah. and whatnot. That's not four, in, that's, four million dollars. That, that is not that, scene cost, that is by not the way. in 
the other version right. at all. It's completely cut out. It's not in the novel either. Yeah. Uh, and then the other scene that would the, the big other big change is that Father um, Marin was Karis. or Karis. I'm sorry, Karis <laughs> rather. So many fathers. What would you do without me? I know Karis <laughs> in the original version was played only by Brad Dorf. Right. Only by him. Right. Uh, and they give a, a flashback to where they show pictures of him from like the olden days, and it's him in the role, which is how they establish his new character. They thought that that was too confusing. Uh, for they thought it was though. too confusing, so they brought back the guy that because because people is stupid. <laughs> well, they brought back the actor that played him in in the first movie, Jason Miller. Then Jason Miller. Yeah, this is why I keep this guy around. <laughs> um, so here's the thing, though. I agree with Morgan Creek. I think that the theatrical cut sounds and and from everything that I've heard from my buddy Chris, it's a better version. It really is. You're making. An Exorcist movie. Peter William Peter Blatty knew he was making an Exorcist sequel when he made this movie. Uh, he wanted to call it something different and have it be like a side story to the thing. But that's the studio was like, we want an Exorcist well, movie. Like I you s- have to have an exorcism. Like in I said, it, though, and we want characters. Like I said, though, William Peter Blatty didn't intend for this to be an Exorcist movie. It was going to be a, a movie about uh, demons and yeah. possession. But in a com- in the same universe, but completely separate from the story of Reagan. I and- get it, but that's not. I can't imagine the studio knew what they wanted from the get go, and they let him do what he was going to do, expecting to get that, mm-hmm. and they didn't. I understand completely from the studio standpoint, though, why they made these changes. I get it, and to be honest with you, I think it made a stronger film. Probably from everything that I heard, I talked with Chris extensively about this earlier, so that I could get a good grasp on it, since we weren't able to watch it, and from everything that he had told me about it. And from what we saw in The Exorcist 3, the theatrical version, to me at least, from the sounds of it, it's a stronger film. The The ending, it falls more in line with the series. It connects the dots a little bit more in theme and tone and everything else. You know, the fact that you had uh, uh, Father Karras's character come mm-hmm. back. And it's weird because you, you, you go between... Jason Miller was his name? Yep. You go between <laughs> Jason Miller and Brad Dorff back and forth, uh, existing in the same space as the same character with the same everything yeah i actually kind of like the fact that they did that because it shows that he is going from one personality to another i i, I did I, too it's it's a weird juxtaposition of character sort of but like i like it though i think it works in a weird way which it probably wasn't even intended to i think it works yeah no i mean um, because jason miller was like a, a late add-on yeah like he wasn't the, even supposed the to only be in thing the movie, that we right? are slighted from my understanding though is ab is more just absolutely amazing brad dorf monologues apparently Really? The whole, yeah. The the well the whole character's him, so you get more of that, which is the only thing that we're missing out on. He was and actually uh just for for my own sake, I I need to bring up a part because I I love uh the child's play movies and Brad Dourif's voice mm-hmm. has just become ingrained in your iconic. Soul. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's uh uh Kinderman says to him at one point, and it, and at this point you're still seeing Father Karras's face, Jason Miller's face, and he says to him, uh, "The Gemini Killer is dead." Yeah, and and it's the very first reveal of Brad Dourif, and he says, "No, I am not. I'm alive." He's screaming this at this point, and it's Brad Dourif's face all of a sudden, and it's total Chucky. Yeah. As soon as I, he screams it, like you hear his voice, and it's like you can't like. Should, should I do it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't hear his voice, and and uh, not think of Chucky. Yeah. 
I love like just hearing that scream coming out of him. It just Classic, made it just yeah. made me smile from ear to ear. Yep. I loved it. Yep. But uh, I'm sorry, I completely uh, completely interrupted you. Go for it. Um, no, no, no. I I'm I was pretty much done with that thought. The only I'm trying to think of anything else that stuck out that movie. The only other thing that really stuck out is at the very beginning and then somewhere in the middle, there is a statue of Jesus on the cross that opens its eyes when. Do you know what I'm talking about? The yes. Very, it's so weird. Like, why was it? It's like cartoony and like almost looks like claymation. Like it's oh yeah, really bizarre. Like, why in the hell was that even in the movie? <laughs> uh, it's essentially a crucifix. It's a giant crucifix of Jesus on the cross. Yeah. And it's zoomed in on his face, and it's like in full, he's a full painted face, or whatever. And then in this weird like like claymationy, sorry, I'm in the microphone, claymationy type uh, thing. It's like his eyes just open in shock. It's. It's really bizarre. What? Yeah, it's really weird. Like, it doesn't fit the tone of the movie at all. I Why you, that was there? I, I thought you were going to actually bring something else up oh. regarding a statue. Did you happen to notice? Uh, well, first of all, there's a few cameos in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry King. I did not notice that. Uh, he's in He's in the restaurant when, um, uh, when uh, Kinderman and... Uh, Father Dyer. Okay. Father Dyer? Yeah. When Kinderman and Father Dyer are eating in the restaurant. Yes. After they go see a movie or whatever. Larry King. Fabio? I did see Fabio. Fabio. I did see, uh, that was so weird. That kind of took me up to like, what the fuck is uh, Fabio one, doing here? One Samuel L. Jackson. I did not see Sam Jackson. He was the blind, uh, the blind person in the dream sequence. Oh, no shit. He okay. actually had one line, and the line was dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, uh, and he's not that good of an actor, so I mean. Uh, also, uh, Patrick <laughs> Ewing. Oh no shit! Was the angel I, of death. I, I, okay. But the best cameo of all that I happen to notice, I can't believe you didn't notice this, but at the forty-five thirty mark. I, I know that ingrained I, in my head <laughs> because I took a screen cap of it actually because I was I was wondering if you were gonna. That sounds like Tumblr worthy. Really. I was wondering if you were gonna pick this up or, or not, but at the forty-five thirty mark. Yep. Take a look at that. What is that? The Joker? That is the Joker. What the fuck? At the 45-30 mark, uh, Kinderman goes out into the hallway. You remember when he when he's talking to the priest? and then Is there any explanation for and that? And then he walks out into the hallway, and then they flash on this for, it's probably two seconds. Okay. And it's a statue holding a knife. And okay. it has the head of the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah. There's no explanation for it. Nah, weird. Someone like comics. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's bizarre. I mean, I'll I'll send this picture to you so you can so you can post it. Is it is 100% the Joker. There's no mistaking it for anyone. That's that's very strange. Yeah. Um. So right. yeah. Uh. It, it, anyway. Whoa. Any any <laughs> last thoughts on Exorcist three before we move on? Um. I really loved it, and to be honest, I I feel like out of all the movies, like even though the first movie is the classic and and if if I'm gonna suggest any of the exorcism mo- or, or exorcist movies to anyone like obviously go to the first one first yeah this one has the the most like rewatch value to me okay that's just my own personal okay. opinion okay so again anyway, what's, we're gonna rank what, these all what, the ends what are your final thoughts uh, I liked it I it wasn't what I expected being that this week I jam packed myself with five exorcism movies or extra, I keep using exorcism, exorcist, exorcist. movies. Um, 
it wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. I had always heard that The Exorcist 3 was this amazing movie. I kind of expected more of an effects-laden kind of, you know, true third-part horror movie sequel. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of these movies are. Uh, and it wasn't what I got. I was totally caught off guard by that. I did like it, though. Mm-hmm. It was good. I had some, had some quirks, but it was good. So now we move on to the most perplexing prequels of all time. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, let me just say, I I first saw Exorcist the beginning, and actually, do you have a date on when this one came out? It was two thousand oh two thousand four. Did not. It was two thousand four. This one came out. Yes, it did. And uh, I first saw this one in two thousand eight. Okay. And I didn't like it. Okay. Um, I rewatched it yesterday, and I I liked it a lot more. It's not. I. It's not like. I suddenly realized it was a good movie because it's not, <laughs> but okay. but I liked it more than when I did I'm gonna, in 2008. I'm going to right off the bat just lay down my sword. Yeah. I disagree with you. I like this movie. I don't think it's bad. Um, it's the first, it's the first Exorcist movie that I ever saw. Uh-huh. I did, I saw it before everything else for, oh, some, okay. for some strange reason back in the day. So maybe that has a slight, you know, edge on me. Uh, that being said, though, I, re- I rewatched it for this episode uh, after not seeing it for years. And I felt the same about it, though. I, I like this movie. I know that's not a popular opinion. I actually... I'm, I, mean, I like it, though. I, I don't, I, I I don't want you to mistake what I just said. Like, I actually did... Like, I'm saying, when I first watched it in 2008, I didn't like it. Yeah. When I watched it yesterday, I liked it. I was captivated. Didn't you just say, though, not to say that it's a good movie, because it's not? <laughs> uh, I guess what I should have said is not to say that it's a great movie, because okay. it's not a great no, movie. No, but it's... But I did like it. I like... Yeah. I, I was I was thoroughly entertained by it. Okay, so before we go any further, um, because we're going to keep... We're going to go back and forth between a lot of things here, so I think it's best to get the background of this movie out of the way. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, uh, Hit us with the deal. Creek. What was their name? Why can't I? Think? I can never remember this company's name. Morgan uh, Creek. Morgan Creek. Thank you, Morgan <laughs> Creek, uh, who did Exorcist Three and had that debacle with with their two versions. They wanted to make another Exorcist movie. This time, you know, a prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when this first started, um, neither of the two directors, which we'll get into, were even uh, attached to it. The uh, director who was attached to it was John Frankenheimer. Okay. Who uh, has done? Who did the original Manchurian Candidate? Uh, he is m- sort of famous for taking over the island of Doctor Moreau after uh, 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 Stanley. Um, what's his name? Uh, Stanley. Stan- Kubrick. No, Stanley's his last name. Who? Um, oh. <laughs> Richard Stanley, thank you. Oh, okay. Richard Stanley famously um, was uh, adapted the Island of Doctor Moreau for four years, worked on it, and then got fired after like four days from the, from the production. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, John Frankenheimer took it over. That was the one with Val Kilmer and uh, um, famous guy. What's his name? Val Kilmer and uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Um, and then he also did this uh, little uh, uh, like monster movie creature feature from the eighties called The Prophecy. So he's he's this guy who's done stuff like Christopher he's, Walken. Prophecy? No, no, no. It's like a little. It's like an alien on the cover. I've never actually seen it. Uh, There's like an alien and an egg on the cover. It's it's not the prophecy. It's just called prophecy. Oh, you mean alien? 
moving on. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he was he was our, the original guy to do this movie, uh-huh. and uh, in the role of Father Marin, who you would know from the first Exorcist movie, mm-hmm. the 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 guy that came from South Africa to do the exorcism. Yeah. Um, the original Father Marin was Liam Neeson, was signed yeah. on to oh, do this really? movie with uh, John Frankenheimer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, well, then John would have been... Frankenheimer um, did a real shitty thing. What did he do? He died. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what an uh, idiot. And when he died, Liam Neeson also exited the project. So that is when uh, Morgan Creek hired Paul Schrader to do Exorcist, the prequel. Which would be uh, Dominion. Which would be Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Right. Okay, so... Paul Schrader did that. Uh, he is Paul Schrader is best known for doing uh, Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. I think is his most notable. Mm-hmm. He's done tons of other stuff. Yeah. I'm not denying it, but Taxi Driver is one of his big ones. Uh, so he did the movie, turned it in, and the executives at Morgan Creek go, "Oh no, this movie sucks." He what he turned in was, according to them, a much more uh, um, mental type movie. Cerebral. You know, cerebral. Thank yeah. you. It's a better word for it. It was, uh, it was, it was about, definitely more drama there was, than it was. Yeah, there was no scares. There was no, very little scares, right. no, very little blood. Which, granted, none of these movies were known for blood to begin with. But um, yeah, it just wasn't what they wanted. And they made the executive decision to bring in another director to essentially fix it. Uh, enter Rennie Harland. Now, well, uh, Rennie so, Harland... So, so you, you skipped over the fact uh, that Stellan, oh. Stellan Skarsgård yes, replaced sorry, Liam yes. Neeson. Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård replaced Liam Neeson, which mm-hmm. Stellan Skarsgård is amazing. Mm-hmm. I will watch him in anything. His delivery of, of his lines is is, is <clears throat> just amazing. I don't know. His voice, is his, his, act, his prowess is, yeah, he's is great. fantastic. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, okay, so, so Stellan Skarsgård is in Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist, directed by Paul Schrader. Morgan Creek did not like it, did not want to put it out. Enter for good freaking reason because well, that we'll movie. Get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Enter Rennie Harland, best known for directing Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four, Die Hard Two, Yeah, Cliffhanger, and my favorite, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Deepest, LL, baby, bluest. my head is <laughs> like, like a shark's fin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the more that I can reference that movie, the better. Um, anyway, so enter Rennie Harlan. Uh, he was originally supposed to be... He was originally supposed to come in and uh, revamp it, reshoot certain things, whatever. He ended up rewriting the entire script. Now, same basic plot, same elements, a lot of the same dialogue, but he rewrote it, though. Right. Uh, and he also recasted most of the film. The only person, to, at least that I could tell, that say was Stellan Skarsgård. Not true. Okay, okay. That, 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 I, I knew there was a couple. I couldn't pick them out. But most of the main characters, though, are, are recast. Not true. Most notably, that's true. <laughs> most notably, James Darcy took over the role as Father Francis. Now, do you say it? Do you say it Darcy or do you say it Darcy? It's the R C. It's it's yeah, the R C. I think it's I think it's James Darcy. James DRC. DRC. I say DRC. Uh, who took over know. the role of Father Francis from Gabriel Mann? Who right. Gabriel Mann's a great actor in his own right. Yeah. Just not in Dominion. <laughs> no. Yeah. He wasn't I didn't, good. I didn't um, like him for it. It's uh, I know him best from Revenge, personally. Okay. Okay. Uh, which he's he's like one of these dudes who looks like he's fifteen but is actually forty four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, he was he was good in the beginning of the movie, but 
I don't know. It was like some weird. I term. didn't honestly like him from the get. No, now here's I'd... the thing. Even though Dominion was made first, um, Exorcist: The Beginning was the movie that they released first in 2004. Right. Dominion, Paul Schrader fought to get his version of the movie released, and that didn't get released until 2005. Straight, so, straight to straight to video. Right. So we watched it in order, which means we watched Exorcist: The Beginning first, and then we watched Dominion just Correct. just because we wanted to view it again as how people viewed them when the movies movies came out. Yeah. Um, okay, so that being said, I think Exorcist of the Beginning is a good movie. I, I like it. Uh, I, I, I think that the I think the characters are compelling. I think that the acting is fa- is fine. Stellan Skarsgård especially is great in this movie. Compared to the Dominion counterpart, he seems <laughs> bored in Dominion. His oh, acting yeah. is like flat almost, and that was the first time that he did the role. Well, here, I, okay, you know, I was and, I was coming I was coming out of. Exorcist 3. Yes. Which I love. And then I watched the beginning, which was my second time seeing it. Like, honestly, I watched it once in 2008, and I watched it once now. Yeah. Lo- I liked it way better this time. Yeah. Uh, which is not a popular opinion, by the way. N- no. Critically, Dominion did way better, which what? I don't understand. Why? I don't get it either. No, Dominion is terrible talking to my i mentioned mentioned my buddy chris earlier i I told him that i liked uh uh the beginning better and he goes you're the first person that i've ever he's never seen them the these these two that's ridiculous and he goes you're the first person that i've ever heard that said that the beginning is better and i said i don't get it no i I, honestly honestly after what like i almost kind of wish i would have watched them out of order and watch Dominion first yeah. because I I may have appreciated Just to get that it. Sour taste out your well, mouth. no, I may I may have appreciated it for what it was, but coming off of the beginning, uh, like I watched the beginning and then I and and I was like, this is actually a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah. And then I watched Dominion. It was like hard to get through. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was pretty terrible. Now, okay, the one, one of the main things that I had a problem with Dominion. We're going to talk about these two movies kind of in in tangent because yeah. we kind of have to. Uh, uh, there's Div- that. There's that word again. That's not what tangent means. Tandem. I meant tandem. tandem there you tandem. go. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Uh, it's late. Okay. It's 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 after one in the morning. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things about Dominion though that it's, it's obvious right off the bat is that the CG effects are terrible. Oh. Oh my God. The hell beast slash hyena things. Uh, sometimes well, they're here's, here's, sometimes they're awful CG. Other times they look like Chuck E. Cheese, Major Magic's animatronics, and they're awful both times. Well, I'll actually give credit to Dominion for using at least uh, an animatronic hyena in some of it because yeah. the beginning just had terrible CG it's ter- hyenas it's still all the time. Better CG. It's still better it's CG than than Dominion. Still terrible. Still bad. Though. Yeah. Um, but that being said, though, I can also attribute that to the fact that the Dominion probably didn't have the money to finish any better effects either, right. being that they were just releasing it because he wanted it to be yeah. released. So I will give it a slight pass that maybe there was supposed to be better you know, money put towards the effects and it just wasn't there. Right. Okay, fine. But it's still distracting from the movie. Um, in, in the okay, So it's weird. <sighs> Talking about the difference in characters here. Okay, so uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård fought... Uh, his character, Father Marin, they're they're sort of they're, it's it's the same character in both movies, but they're portrayed a little bit differently. In Dominion, he's basically uh, the the idea is that he was in uh in Nazi World Germany yeah. World War Two, mm-hmm. and he was a priest in somewhere in in one of the battles. Yeah, and uh, he had this horrible experience where 
the the Nazis basically made him choose who died and this and that. He One of the SS cards said, "You choose ten people, and I'm going to shoot them." Yes, and he he had to begrudgingly do it. did it. He either had to choose Lost ten his, choose ten people, or everyone would die. Lost his faith. God doesn't exist anymore. Can't blame him for going through something like that. And so he basically left the priesthood behind and became an archaeologist. Right. So this is where you pick up on him in both of these movies. Now, in Exorcist the Beginning, I felt that it focused on the struggle between his faith a lot more. Like, it was it was less about him being an archaeologist and more about him being an ex-priest at an archaeologist's dig. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dominion, it seemed like his whole character was just about him as the archaeologist. And then at the very end, they decided to bring him back into the priesthood. Yeah. Um, which again, critically, they say that Dominion is very strongly focused on his struggle with his faith. I don't get that sentiment at all. I don't get it. Um, so yeah, so in the beginning, it's more about his his character is more about his struggle with faith. They go through these things. They uncover this church, you know, that's buried in the rubble, and they're trying to figure out why it's there. In coming onto the church in Dominion, the church is pristine beautifully pristine like it was just built the week right. before or yeah in in the whole point of it is that they built it and then they they buried it they so buried yes it's it right gonna away. look good however in exorcist the beginning it still looked like it had been buried for 1500 years well the it, outs- there was cobwebs inside it was dirty the outside it was, was really nice but the inside but the looked inside like it had was... been sitting for 1500 years whereas and for, in dominion and for good it reason beautifully polished and, and for good no reason sense. because of what it was sitting on top of like to me if you're if you're following along with that idea, like this church is sitting on top. But what of, is the idea? Tell tell everybody what the well, idea the, is. Well, the church basically. Um, well, the story kind of differs between the two, but uh, 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 not really. Well, not I, really. no, I guess it's kind of the same. the 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 church is basically built on top of a a pagan uh, ritualistic site, human sacrifice, where they would site. do human sacrifices. So, in order to cleanse that site they built a church on top of it and then immediately buried the church now in exorcist the beginning though there's a little bit of a side story because james darcy's character is there to find out if the if the if the, the uh stories were true that this was the site where lucifer fell right i don't think they ever mentioned that in no Dominion. they didn't i like that aspect of the I story way better i did it's too and the whole and the whole idea of in in exorcist the beginning there was uh this whole idea of uh of a um, Vatican cover-up, you know, like yeah. The, yeah. the there was there was a whole grave. There conspiracy. was a whole, exactly. <laughs> there was a whole graveyard filled with crosses where there was supposedly like the bodies of uh, the dead villagers who died during a plague, and then there's no bodies. There's no bodies yeah. there. It was all like a huge Vatican cover-up because dun, dun, there was <laughs> because there was basically like this huge massacre where. Um, Everyone like the so they're they're in uh, British East Africa. Yeah, and there's in, in an area that Christian churches should not exist. That's in both movies. Right. It, it's weird that this church even exists in this area. Right. Yeah. And and there's the Turkana people who are the the African tribe that live around there. And then now there's this now there's this like the what? No, I'll say real quick. I feel as though the the, the African tribe was was uh, represented better in in Dominion. They seemed they seemed more authentic, like just tribal people. Mm-hmm. Whereas in in the beginning, it seemed they seemed more like Britishized. <laughs> if that makes sense, they seemed more um, uh, Westernized in in the beginning. Than they did in Dominion to me. Really? 
kind of. I mean, okay. they just seem really more tribal. They, kinda... they seemed a little bit more tribal in Dominion, <sighs> which I thought was a little bit more realistic. Oh, I thought so I'll they, give it. I'll give it that. I thought they but... were the same in both, but I don't know. I just oh whatever. That's a side it's, point. It's, it's, though. it's really hard talking about these two movies in tandem, in tangent, <laughs> tangent <laughs> together without like getting them messed up and yeah. and without going on for another fucking hour about it. <laughs> I actually uh, you mentioned about Frankenheimer Diner dying yep. earlier. Um, and it reminded me of something I read earlier today. Um, so I came across it and found it that the whole thing behind The Exorcist, there's all these like theories of it, the whole movie and everyone filming being cursed and all this. Uh, and during the first filming, there was actually, during the year-long shoot, there was a, nine deaths of people that were associated with the production. Of, of the crew. original really? Exorcist? Yeah. yeah. I've I've always, heard, so I thought it was interesting that, that like, you mentioned that. Um, I've always heard that where they, they say that, that like basically the, dies the movie was cursed. Yeah. So there are nine deaths with the production and then also uh, well, uh, uh, actors uh, Jack McGowan and uh, I, I always forgot to pronounce the name, Vasilki uh, Malarios uh, died before the film was released. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And also, um, uh, Ellen Burstyn and yeah, right. and Linda Blair both suffered uh, injuries. Yep. yep. During the during the Linda filming. Blair fucked up her back like during one of the scenes where she was pulled like uh, out of the bed or something. Yeah, like she that. hit her tailbone. Yeah, and, yeah. and Ellen Burstyn that uh, the scene where she goes in and uh, and and Reagan is masturbating with the crucifix. You mean stabbing herself? Stabbing herself with the crucifix <laughs> in the masturbating. That sounds like a metal band. Stabberbaiting. <laughs> um and, and and she uh uh Reagan Reagan backhands her. Yeah. Or she backhands her or throws her away. Uh she got pulled back so so hard and landed she on her uh, pain. landed on her yeah, like that was a genuine it's scream of in pain. In the movie, yeah. Like they that was it. that was a, that was an injury that actually she carried with her for the rest of her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, but no. There's always been like uh, tales of uh, like actual curses on the on the set of right. the original Exorcist movie. Anyway, uh, to to finish up though, uh, to go back to where we were at with the with the two prequel movies, I feel like we we have to talk about the endings. We have to. Okay. Um, excuse me. I will say this: um, the endings to these two movies are vastly different. Yeah. In Exorcist, the beginning. Uh, it's it's essentially it's classic exorcist reagan type possession uh to its fullest even in terms of that the the possessed person looks like reagan like acts like reagan bends over backwards super creepily walks up on the walls which is an ode to exorcist three yeah uh and on the ceiling or whatever and and it's a it's blatantly ripped off however it fits the movies it ties it together because yeah. that particular demon is taking over all these different people right as far as i'm concerned in in dominion it's a completely different type of possession and, I and you essentially have a living demon as opposed to a possession of somebody which you know what it's, i didn't it's weird you know i, I didn't... like i like the demon in dominion it's cool I not didn't... for this series not for this movie right and you know what I didn't like is the from the very first moment that you see Chinchi is that his uh, name? Chech. Huh? Chech. It's not Chech. It's Chech. It's Chech. It's Chichi. Did you watch no, the movie? Restaurant. That's a restaurant. No. <laughs> Did you watch it? Like yeah. I, and they they say they say Chech. They don't call him Chech. I swear it's Chech. No. All it's right. This chi- is gonna be a corrections for next week. One of us is right. One of us is wrong. Uh, Mike is wrong and I am right. His uh, name is Chichi. Whatever. Or Chechi. Uh, it's Chechi. And I thought, uh, was, I thought it was Chech, but whatever. the thing is, you can tell that that's the one thing that I didn't like. You can tell from the very first the second you see him, the you very know very first moment that you see him in the movie, you they know show that their he's hand. 
They huh? show their hand. The because, minion shows their hand right off the bat. Because when you see his face, the way he's got like the the angular bones in his face, he looks exactly like Pazuzu. Yeah. Who flashes his face flashes mm-hmm. in all the other movies. He looks exactly like him. Yeah. So I'm like, as soon as you see him, you're like, well, there's there's yeah. the possessed guy. Even even without knowing that um, that connection, he it's like, oh, here's this guy who is a perfect catalyst to be possessed, to be the guy that morphs into the demon. You know what I'm saying? Like right which, off right off the bat, it's just there. I noticed that. I didn't even I didn't even think that he looked like him. Which at first he does, but I didn't. I never even picked up on that. I just want to bring up real quick. Uh, in the in the first Exorcist movie, you know how Stop they they do kind of the subliminal yeah placement of uh, Pazuzu's face yes. here and there. Yeah, did you catch the the two in the beginning? Yes, I did. Both ah, of them. Yeah. you caught that one. I did not. catch I took that a one. screen oh. cap of that one for you. Holy crap! I did not catch that one. Where was the other one that you saw? The other one, no, I'm thinking of Dominion, where he walks behind the rock and he comes back and his face is flashing. Yeah, no, not that. I didn't, I'm talking no, about the beginning. No, there's two in the beginning. There's, where was the other there's one? There's this I, one I, that I'm sure I'm gonna send. The, I'll I'll send this yeah, picture this to Mike Tumblr. so that he can throw it up in the I'm Tumblr. I'm gonna put this up on time for the record, people. And, so and there's look at it. there's another one. There's another one where when uh, when Father Marin first opens the tomb and he shines the lantern down and there's a shot from below up toward him and right to the left of his head. The the uh, Pazuzu demon face shows up in the rock right to right oh, to his left nice. for a second. I love the fact that they continue to do that throughout all the different movies. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's yeah. that's really awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, okay, so what else? <laughs> what else? What else do we have to talk about here? Uh, I we're getting we're getting we're winding it down here. Yeah, I we make need sure to we wrap it anything. up a little bit. Let's just uh, let's uh, to to wrap it up. Let's um. Oh, one thing I will say: Dominion had the much better backing scene to Father Marin. Uh, Dominion opens in Nazi Germany with that whole scene of Sam, him. I disagree with I, you there. I think that Dominion, Dominion, that's the only scene in that movie that's better. In, in, in the beginning, it's way more shock value because they kill kids in it mm-hmm. as opposed to killing townsfolk to instill fear in Dominion. I felt like the beginning was just doing it for shock value and that's it. Uh, I, I felt Dominion was a bit more powerful and a bit more, a bit more um, realistically scary. Uh, I thought that movie did that better, and then and then it was all downhill. You mean, from you there. mean when they start with that scene? Yeah, but it's a different scene. See, it's a completely different scene. It though, is a completely different scene. They don't scene, kill any kids in Dominion. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like it as much. Oh, I, I so thought, you love killing kids? No, I don't. I don't like killing kids. But <laughs> Aaron. I thought, but I thought. I thought it was. I thought that those scenes were better when they were flashbacks. I thought they. I, Okay, I th- I liked them when they were flashbacks. I think they fit the story the way that they were st- telling the story better in the beginning. That being said, that scene as a whole in Dominion was super effective, though. I don't think that that the the beginning had a scene that effective in it. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I, th- no, no, it's, I, th- I thought it's, it kind of dragged on yeah. for too long, to be honest with you. But I don't know. Okay, uh, so let's. Uh, you I, rank, I, I wanted to rank these. You want to rank? I want to rank right. them. I all got right. mine. Do you do you need a time? You need time for yours? Um. No, go ahead. Okay, mine, I want you to go first. This is going to be a completely unpopular ranking, by the way. I'm putting that out here right now. <laughs> okay. Um, now, are we talking in terms of what you like the best? Okay, that's it. Personal all right. preference. That's, that's all. You, it's all it can be. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna start from one and work my way down. All right. Number one, The Exorcist. Okay. Original. Mm-hmm. Number two, Exorcist: The Beginning. Okay. Number three, Exorcist Three. Okay. 
Number four, Dominion. Uh-huh. And number five, Exorcist 2. The Heretic. The Heretic. That's okay. that I I know that people are gonna hate me for putting the beginning over three. I get it. I know people love three. It just it just didn't do it for me. I thought that Exorcist the beginning was way more in line with what I wanted that series to be. Flaws and all. Okay. I just I just liked it. That's fine. And Stellan Skarsgård is an acting babe. Uh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with in terms of like, n- not how I would suggest them to people. Because if 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 I were to suggest these movies to somebody, I would say, well, obviously watch The Exorcist, mm-hmm. the, the 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 not the beginning, but the first one. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go in terms of like if I were gonna go on a Exorcist, uh, watching craze for a day. This is. This is what I would watch. I would watch The Exorcist 3, then The Exorcist, then Exorcist The Beginning, and then Dominion, and then Heretic. Why Exorcist 3 first? You don't even know who the characters are in that. That one, well, I do, obviously, because I've I've already... So you like Exorcist 3 actually better than the original? I I told you as far as rewatchability yeah. goes, oh, okay, I'd say fair. The Exorcist no, hey, Three. This is, this is opinion, so that's fine. I, this I is it's, I that. I understand that this this is an unpopular opinion, but it's actually an opinion that uh, as far I know as a lot of people a lot of people actually do. I, from my, my research, from what I've, from what I've been thing. reading over this past week, there are people who agree with me. All right, Jay, you've uh, only seen one Exorcist movie ever. How do you rank them? I would say uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes to that. I have, I have not seen all of them, as you guys have. Um, but that's something I definitely need to do. I hadn't seen any of them as a week ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I guess that does it. That's it for our first retrospective. We made it through it. By the way, almost didn't happen. There was a lot of late-night drop-offs and uh, early morning watches for this uh, <laughs> for the series. Yeah, I, I literally finished Dominion about 10 minutes before I came and here. I, I dropped <laughs> off the beginning at your house at about 1 o'clock in the morning one night <laughs> so that you could watch in the morning. <laughs> yeah, um, so. Okay, so uh, we didn't do this last week, so we got to do it real quick. But um, that's it. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud at slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh... You can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC, and you can find us. Uh, oh, you can find us on Tumblr also at the BuzzkillPodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, third-party apps. If we're not on something, tell us, and we'll try to make it work. And we, if we can't, well, then you're out of luck. We're coming <laughs> at you from Ocean Recording Studio at at Ocean Recording via Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Ocean Recording Studio. www.com slash Ocean Recording Studio. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Yeah, and as always, if we said something wrong, if we said something that you don't like, if you want to call us an asshole because you don't like James's hat, we don't care. Email Can't see us. see it anyway. Email us. Email us. <laughs> I want to say email one more time. Email us at thebuzzkillpodcast at gmail.com. If you got a problem with my hat, take it up with the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Later, guys. Cheers. Cheers.